Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I'm here, back, better than ever to bring you a special 40th edition of... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit? The shit. You'll get the shit. I believe this shit. Alright, y'all, it's Ernie C, the Gap Tube Genius. We are back. This is the STS Shooting the Shit Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy this one because I know I'm going to enjoy making it. It's the 40th episode, y'all. We're here, Big Four Zero. Um, I guess I could reflect for a second. I remember the first one. I was fucking in a hotel room around this time. Um, damn, that sounds kind of weird, huh? The hotel room. Good thing I finished the whole fucking sentence. I was coaching a game, I was looking, resting in my hotel room, about to go win this Valley Championship a year ago, uh, brought the big three, that's why I brought our three R-Stars out from our first ever episode, big shout out to my guy Warren, big shout out to my guy Eli, my guy Bossy, that was our first episode, y'all, was episode one, it seems like it's so fucking long ago, it was just a year, man, we're back, we got some more special guests today on the Big, big, big 40th episode of the STS Podcast. want to give a big shout out to everybody who tuned in last week with our special guest, Jay Vuitton and Originus. Make sure you guys peep Jay Vuitton's new music video directed by Drew Shotcha. It's called Shot Collar. It will... It was a great episode, got great feedback, man, we had a roasted session, and oh man, it was off the wall, I know you guys really enjoyed that, I'm talking about everything from music, uh, people who are manufactured by the industry, um, bums walking up to us when we're not expecting it, it's the crazy ass shit we went, we, uh, went on a rant on last week. Uh, speaking of rants, you catch me giving rants all the time. Make sure you follow us on the STS Podcast 661. That's on Instagram and Twitter. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, we're on Apple Podcast, Anchor, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you can find a podcast, um, I guess a, a pod, any podcast platform, I guarantee you the STS Podcast is on there. Uh, for the 40th episode, y'all, we got some special guests in the building um we're gonna just keep it um we're gonna keep it real kayfabe today because me and my guy Lodi over here about to bring the kayfabe game you guys know wrestling is a big part of the podcast we got a great shooting the shit segment or lend me your ear segment got my guy Lodi on we're gonna talk some wrestling i got my guy art charles coming on in a little bit uh pro baseball from the field uh, he's been my homie since we were kids our pops came up together went they all went to Foothill, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great pod. I hope you guys really enjoy it. Um, again, man, congrats to Arvin. They came in second place today at the set at the uh, their Valley Championship game. Shout out to East High girls basketball team. They won their Valley Championship. Brought back to East Side and shout out to Baker for Christian. Um, they won their D three uh, Valley Championship. Congrats to them. Um, you know, it, I know I know the feeling. I know uh, that pressure. I know how it is. Um, you know, sleepless nights, and it's a lot of hard work to get to that point. So anybody who even got to that game, congratulations on your squad. You have a great season. Um, I hope everybody get, does have a good run at state um, and just keep pushing. 
everybody who's been tuning in, I appreciate y'all. Make sure you guys cop a DJ EC3 or STS podcast hoodie. Hoodies are $25. Those things are going off. The DJ EC3 ones are going off with the racks right now. Um, you guys want a shirt? Shirt's only $15. And uh, you guys got to keep supporting, man. I really appreciate the returning listeners. The returning listeners, again, we're nothing without y'all. New listeners, you guys are a little bit late to the show, but it's better late than never. This is going to be episode 40. I want you guys all to tune in. Um, let me just roll, slow my roll real fast. I know I wanted to get some some things out real fast uh, that's been going on last week. Um, I want to give a big happy birthday to my dear Rick. Uh, he was on episode 11, we know, when he passed away. We did a podcast dedicated to him. His birthday was on the 26th. Uh, Big wanted to send out love to my family, love to my cousin, love to my tia. Uh, happy birthday, dear Rick. We see you hang on the wall. We're never going to forget you. And I want to give a big birthday shout out to them. Um, I want to give a big uh, shout out to everybody who's been booking. It's been crazy, being crazy booked. I'm blessed. Me and my guy Domo wrapped up a gig today. So when you get to eat with your people, there's no better feeling than that. Um, passion work, doing DJ, doing photography, doing videography, it's passion work, y'all, so if you're doing any type of passion work, you guys keep, um, you guys keep striving, keep grinding, and what I'm gonna do for the rest of this podcast with my guy Lodi, we're gonna keep passing, and keep sipping on these, um, what do I call these here, these, uh, what the hell is the fuck with, or these, these screwdrivers, so that's what we're gonna be on today, we got my guy Lodi on, in on the, um, then me ear segment. Got my guy Art Charles coming on a little bit. But the DLC tell y'all what you need to do first. Now do me a favor. Me a favor. Let me in here. Alright y'all, episode 40. Got a special, special guest. My guy's family. Uh, we just got here at the same time. We were actually supposed to do this a couple days ago, but this scheduling was kind of... Messed up on my part. The 405 highway, the 405 freeway was horrible. I got my guy Art Charles in the building. Art, what's up, bro? Not much, baby. Not much. Thank we you just for having me again. We yeah. were just talking yeah. about how we've been trying to get this in and trying to trying to get this podcast in for, for years. Even when I think when I had my first uh, podcast, bro, the Off the Fly podcast, we've been yeah. telling you, I want to get you on. I want to. It's get been you cooking. On. It's been in the works. It's been marinating, and finally we're here, bro. We made it happen. And you came to the east side just to make it happen. You know guy. it. You know it. Man. Yeah, that's when I see you. Last time you were here was for my birthday party, bro. It was for the birthday. Good yeah. God, that was wild times. That dude. was. That was good time. How old are you now, my guy? I'm 29. 20, man, we about to be 30 next about year. 30, man. It's a crazy time. is flying by. I think it's like half of me is like really, damn, I'm dreading it. Like, you know, time's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But another part's like, hey, man, we're lucky as hell, bro. Like, we're real lucky to experience yeah. everything. I know, I want, I guess we kind of get into it. I want to just talk about the aspect of, um, you know, we're the oldest in our family. Mm-hmm. And how we got to hold it down a little bit more than everybody else. We got we take pressure off everybody else. Mm-hmm. Parents too. They mm-hmm. they got they you know they they really put I guess a lot of faith into us to mm-hmm. do to be a good role model and whatnot. So that's something that I think we always had in common, bro. And just um, we definitely want to dive into that. Baseball is you're leaving Friday. You said I'm leaving Friday. Baseball Friday season's morning. back. Yep, Friday morning. Okay. Heading out to spring training. About to get it going. Okay. And where are you going to be? Uh, where's, where's Spring Train located at, bro? Um, I'm playing in Mexico right now. So I'll okay. be going to uh, Merida. It's in Yucatan. Okay, um, okay. It's like an hour and a half north of uh, Cancun. Yeah, um, beautiful it. city, gorgeous city. There's so much stuff around there. Um, I, tell my, I keep telling my family, like, hey, you guys got to come to this city because 
when is when is the next chance they might be able to go there? You know, or when definitely, does somebody bro. say, "Hey, you know, what? I'm gonna pick up and, and take a trip to Medida"? You know, yeah, so definitely, bro. I tell them all the time, like, "Hey, we got to come out here. You got to see how this, how beautiful the city is. It's mm-hmm. the safest city in Mexico. It's super clean. Definitely. It's you know, super secure. There's definitely. cenotes. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's beaches. There's pyramids. There's so much stuff to see." Around the surrounding area as That's well, that you know, it's just it's just great. And so, you're blessed because baseball, you know, blessed you with that. It's exactly. all because you love the game. Exactly. And there's so many there's so many places that I've been blessed to go. You know that without baseball, I, I wouldn't have went. Definitely. You know, so you you definitely take that take that into to mind. You you know that hey man, this is a blessing. You know because. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm trying to tell them to take advantage of this time because it's like you never know when you never know. Yeah, and I would have never, I never would have, I never even knew anything about Medina. Dude, I um, do. I, I honestly have no. I've never been to Mexico before. Like you know, I think if people think of Mexico, they think of like narcos. <laughs> they they yeah. think of bad. They honestly uh-huh. think of bad shit. That's what I yeah. think of. Maybe it's a stereotype. Yeah. But how how long you been in the league, uh, the Mexican league, bro? Um, well, it's funny you say that. You know, you think of bad of, of bad stuff going on because whenever I first got my first offer to go to Mexico, I'm like, I'm not going to Mexico, like you know. <laughs> yeah, it's Mexico. Like I'm not gonna go out there and play. Like if somebody would have told me that, you know, five years ago, t- six years ago, you know, hey, you're gonna end up playing in Mexico for professional baseball. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not happening. Yeah. You know? But sure enough, boom, I'm there. And <clears throat> and my parents, when I first signed to go out there, they were like, oh man, like I don't know about Mexico. Are you sure you want to do it? And I'm like, look, like I'm doing it. It's opportunity. I'm doing it. Opportunity to see something new, you know, if I don't like something or if something's going on, then I can I can leave. But why would I leave that opportunity there? You know, so this is my third season. My third full season going into this year will be my third full season out in Mexico. I love it. I mean, like I said, I, I couldn't enjoy it more, man. The fans are unreal. Oh, that, oh that's how the fans treat oh, guys. Man. They love it? Oh, they love it, man. They love it. The energy's so high. Like, you know how like here in the states, you watch baseball. You go to you go to stadiums, and like even on ESPN, you watch it. And they show fans on their phone all the time, and bro, the fans there in Mexico are so engaged. They're so locked in. They're rowdy. They're loud. They're drinking. You know, they're talking mess to you mm-hmm. when you're about to hit. You know, you do something great. They're about to dunk. I'm like, yeah, you know, like it's it's amazing. The, the, atmosphere, the, the atmosphere is amazing, and it makes us feel good. It keeps a smile on your face. It keeps good energy, good vibes around you. Definitely, it's it's unreal. It's a it's a great it's a great atmosphere. How's your teammates? How's this like the whole sub from the ownership to your teammates? To, do you guys have a general manager? Is that yeah. all? How, yeah. how, how's the relationship with everybody in the I guess in the facility there? Um, bro. So we have everything the same as they have in the states. We got the owners. We got the general managers. Mm-hmm. We got the assistant to the GM. Mm-hmm. You know, we got scouts and feelers that go out and kind of find other young talent that's mm-hmm. a possible prospects to bring into the league Definitely. i mean we have it all so Definitely. everything is the same as far as you know the the latter i guess you can mm-hmm. say um and everybody's everybody like when i first got there everybody welcomed me with open arms Beautiful, and and actually I, my 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 owner he joked around with me you know like and then and many other people do so mm-hmm. even coaches as well because you know you're going to mexico from America or from Canada or from wherever you're coming from, mm-hmm. um, obviously everybody speaks Spanish. Definitely. You know, everybody's speaking Spanish out there, and you have some. You have some of your teammates that know how to speak Spanish, but there's some that don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to learn how to communicate with those guys who don't, because obviously, you know, you're on that team. You're gonna be here every day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Family. You're be here every day. Mm-hmm. I'm playing first base. I might have a guy playing second base that you know doesn't speak any English. That I gotta be able to, Yep, be on the same page, communicate, and make sure that we have our, <laughs> we're you know we're 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 synced, you Definitely. know we're in sync. So my my owner when I first got there, he was like, hey man, you know, so because obviously I you know I have my Mexican background from my mom. Did that for He's like, uh, you speak Spanish? Like he's talking to me in English, right? 
And I was like, ah, like, I don't really speak too much Spanish, but, you know, I can understand some, but really don't speak it or really understand it. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, look, you're in Mexico now, man, so you're going to have to learn Spanish. This is the last time I talked to you in English, like, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, and I promise you, to this day, he speaks, into, he speaks to me in Spanish all the time. Even if I don't understand everything, he mm-hmm. speaks to me in Spanish, you know, mm-hmm. because it's important, you yes. know, and I feel like it's something, too, that you show them when you learn, because I've learned so much Spanish already. I've under- I understand Spanish mm-hmm. now. Like, you learn, you know, how to, how to, you get to show them, like, oh, you know what, I learned this because I care about playing here. I appreciate the opportunity I have here. And they know? respect that. And they respect oh, the road. Everything is big on respect, you know, even here. Yeah. respect. I think, Mex- I think it's, I don't know if it's old school Mexican values, but we respect little things like that. Oh, yeah. you're taking the time to learn a language and communicate with us? Okay, we respect you for that. Yeah. Especially if you're not Mexican, you know, because mm-hmm. that. my grandpa's the same way. Like, he appreciates people who really speak Spanish to him. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I respect him a little bit more now. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing we have. How many of you, how, how many people from the States are on your squad um so so in mexico it works like this you can all you have you can have as many mexican players pretty much as you want mm-hmm. but you can only have eight imports oh okay Didn't so eight, eight imported players so that's not just from mexico that can be from cuba that can be dominican from canada Turkey. you know australia whatever okay. but um this year we have i think we are at least last year i think we had um five or four four or four players from the states mm-hmm. And the other ones were from Dominican, you know, like I said, Dominican Definitely. or Cuba. Definitely. So we, we have, we have, and me, I count as Mexican out there, you know. Okay, like, okay, okay. I have my dual nationalities and everything. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's my dope. citizenship. Okay. So I play as a Mexican there. So it just take it makes it. It's know, one less import, I guess. Exactly. On that makes I'm, much I, I'm, sense. I don't live in Mexico, but I'm, I'm considered a Mexican player because I have my, my dual nationalities. Okay, okay. And it's exactly one one extra spot for another import from somewhere else. I'm sure they respect that, too, for you doing that. Like, okay, yeah. you did that because you're okay. Yeah, That's tight, yeah man. 100%. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. I like that. You got a ring, my guy? What's the ring I do. For? So I have, I have, um, I brought him, you know, just because. thing. So. This is my ring right here that I won with my team in Mexico. What's your team name, sure. bro? Uh, Leonis de Yucatan. Okay, okay, Leonis de Yucatan. I'm hor- I got a horrible yeah. accent. I'm not going to even try it. I'll butcher it. This is beautiful, <laughs> bro. What's the league called also, bro? Um, Liga de Mexicano. Baseball de Mexicano. Oh, man. Is that the, is that, how many, I don't know if you know, it's like how many leagues are there in Mexico? Are pretty um, so professional there's, leagues. There's, um, there's a winter league, mm-hmm. which is the um, like Pacific League, you okay. know? Liga de, Liga de Pacifico, mm-hmm. um, and then that's in the winter. Okay. So then you have you know this one right here in the summer. You have that one in the winter. Then you have like minor leagues for both for both of them. Oh, you know? okay, okay, okay. So you have a league called like like the, La, the Norte. Okay. And the Norte um, consists of like everybody's minor league teams. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like in Ensenada, Caborca, mm-hmm. like in in you know different different places. Mm-hmm. Um, the smaller cities, Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the winter leagues have the same thing, but yeah. So there's two big leagues on Mexico, okay. and that's the winter and the summer. Okay, that's cool, bro. Yeah, and then uh, this ring right here I got in 2012 when I was with the Blue Jays. Um, we won it with the Vancouver Canadians. Just for people who don't know, bro, what um when you were drafted, how old were you, and you were drafted, and who were you drafted by? Um, yeah, so I was 19 when I was drafted, or I got drafted out of high school as well. So 17 years old is the first time I was drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, I got drafted to, to the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. So I went with the Orioles. Uh, I didn't. I negotiated with them, and I was like, you know, I'm just I didn't want to do it at mm-hmm. that time. Didn't pull the trigger. Went to BC. Mm-hmm. Um, I got drafted again my freshman year at BC by the um, Kansas City Royals. 
and I want I was ready at that point I was ready I was like I want to go you know mm-hmm. things didn't line up they weren't able to make it happen um you know unfortunately because I really wanted to go at that time but hey God's plan right definitely so, bro so I was like all right it's fine I went out there and I balled and my my next year at BC got drafted again by the Blue Jays and I was ready the year before I was definitely ready you know <laughs> then, this time yeah. yeah I was definitely ready then mm-hmm. we were able to match things up and and and, and work it out and boom I, I went off so definitely 2010 good. how does it feel to um how could I say this to look back on that now how much did I make you grow as a player so you say it's God's plan. Like, was that just way? How I say it, it developed you as a little bit. I don't know. Being the minor league system, is that something that you prep prep you for now? Being a leader in your squad, um, a hundred percent. And that was something too. Like when I first had gotten drafted at seventeen, I've always been someone who's a leader, someone who's a competitor. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who who can who can go out there and make things happen. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I was seventeen, compared to when I was nineteen, mm-hmm. like there was a ton of growth in between that period. You know, in between that period of time, there's a ton of growth, mm-hmm. not just physically, but mentally. Definitely. You know? So me going at that time and, and, and compared to my when I was 17, for me, it was perfect timing because I grew so much and I, and, I, and I became a better ball player. Definitely. And then from 19 to now, you know, as far as going from the Blue Jays to the Phillies, to the Brewers, and then out to Mexico, you know, mm-hmm. and even in the independent league at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things, like you said, like it's God's plan. It's <clears throat> wasn't just me as far as uh, learning the mental part of it, you know, as far as the strength and, and you know, because you go through so much stuff, man, it's a grind. You go through so many failures, it's a grind. You go through so many things that and obstacles that, that come your way, and it, it can break people down, and it does. Definitely. It does. I've seen it, you know. Just going from team to team, right? Team to kind team. Kind of not knowing what's next. Yeah, not knowing what's next, Definitely. you know, because there's no security, you know, so... You just got to go out there and, and ball and hope that, you know, you do your best. To control what you can control. 100%. Also, definitely. And that right there was something that was huge is, is you start to get more into the mental aspect, you know, and that's just exactly what you said. Control what you can control. Mm-hmm. If you start trying to control everything else, just like in life, you know, or a relationship, definitely. if you try to control everything in the relationship, what happens? It falls apart. Definitely. You know, it becomes a toxic situation. When you do, when you do that in sports, you try to control everything, the same thing happens. You add worry, you add stress. And you fall apart, and it, and I've seen it happen. It's happened to me. I was say, this has what was is it the circumstances? You're like fuck this, bro. I've I bet. Listen, I've had so many struggles. I I always tell people about this time. I was in Colombia playing winter ball, mm-hmm. right? Colombia playing winter ball, and I was struggling so bad. Like it was some of the worst struggles I've ever had, right? Where I couldn't even sleep at night. Definitely, it was that bad. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I woke up, or I, I didn't go to sleep, so I was, I was just, I got my phone, and I started, like, writing myself a message, you know, and I was, like, telling myself, man, you're so much better than this, like, you know what, like, you're out here not making any adjustments, you're not doing this, I'm just cussing myself out, mm-hmm. you know, and then, like, we're having, like, a stern talk as if I'm talking to myself in the mirror, mm-hmm. but I had a roommate, too, you know, and I'm, like, I'm, like, tearing up, like, you know, I'm, like, man, like, I'm mad, I'm, I can't believe I'm not having success, mm-hmm. And after that day, though, after I, I faced myself, you know, and I and I and I and I fought that inner battle and let some stuff out, but also got my kicked myself in the gear. Mm-hmm. It was a from that day on, it was a totally different player. And that, I think that's kind of like I guess a man in the mirror moment. You got to kind of be your biggest critic a little bit 100%. and just know what you have to do to do that. Yeah. How long ago was that? You think? Um, that was in 2014. Okay. 
Yeah, that was in 2014 when that happened. And I yeah. definitely do. I think we were talking at that point, too. There's been a couple of times I know you were going going through the cycles of trying to find, I guess, find your way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think the last couple of years, bro, i just seen that you've been happy. At least yeah. baseball-wise, you've been yeah. happy. I don't know, accepted, but just kind of, uh, what's the word? Security. Mm-hmm. Would you say you have more security now than you did in the minor leagues with, with Major League um, Baseball? 100%. And, and that security comes from just opportunity and getting, and getting the chance to go out there every day. Definitely. You know, because, you know, without without opportunity, you don't get to be you, you know? Mm-hmm. Without the proper, you know, like, faith, I guess you could say, within you. Definitely. And you feel like somebody, you know, might be not giving you the opportunity, then, yeah, you know, you kind of, it brings your energy down, you mm-hmm. know? But I've been feeling like I've been, I've been able to, I've been having so much success these last few years in my career based off of just getting opportunities and and knowing that I have that opportunity and waking up every day like hey today's gonna be a better day you know and getting my mind right and like you said like those things help you in performance and stuff with with sports you know I've read books that's something else that's helped me out I've read a lot of books I've started reading a lot of books lately definitely keep the mind going yeah mentality books you know um leadership type books Mm -hmm. um just to educate myself and to keep, keep myself at another level because we like it's something I don't like read. I never liked reading. You know, high school I never liked reading. Definitely, I didn't ever read. Someone gave me a book to read. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I'll read it. Sit there. Yeah, and it'll just sit there and collect dust. Mm-hmm. But then I decided, you know what? I'm gonna open that book up. Definitely. And when I open that book up, it expands your mind. You know, because these are people putting in these books what they went through. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the craziest part about it. Books can have so much knowledge, and this is somebody else giving you game. You yeah. know, like, free game. Free game, yeah. you know. I mean, well, not free. Sometimes it's you know eleven ninety nine. Yeah, eleven ninety nine. Like Jay said, you give it for nine ninety nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, yeah, it's 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 free. You know, mm-hmm. essentially, it's free. Mm-hmm. And that that nine ninety nine, like you know, Hope said, I'm giving I'm giving all this game away. Giving billion dollar game for nine ninety nine. And and that right there is just a whole different level of 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 appreciation. You know what I'm saying? And those things help you become not just a better ball player. But a better man. Definitely. I feel like I'm a better man from 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 whenever I was 19, just getting drafted. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm 100 percent better man. And that just comes with through through life experiences, through my experiences with baseball, you know, and and just everything else around me. You know, it molds you into a better person. You know, and we need more leaders. I think, bro. I think that's always that. That's not in sports. It's in life. In I, tell, life. I tell a lot of my guys when we have a foothill. I'd rather y'all be good leaders than good basketball players. Facts. Like, lead the sheep if you're going to If you're going to lead the sheep, my guy. Let's say good examples. Mm-hmm. I think we push that. We're really prideful. I guess not prideful. We're really hard on ourselves, too. But, okay, what can we do to be better men? Maybe yeah. not better coaches. I think with basketball, you can only do so much with the talent you're given. Mm-hmm. But with the, it's, I think the, the potential's. It's it's limitless with the with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you can really push them to be something that they never thought they could be. 100%. So I really understand what you're saying about yeah. just being besides the sports. Forget the sport. Mm-hmm. There's a person, a better man. 100. percent And what do you, what are they going to remember the most? You know, <laughs> exactly. what are they going to remember the most out of out of what you've taught them at Foothill? You know, Definitely. you think how to how to make it three or or um, that you know, hey, keep your head up after you lose, or or you think they're going to remember how you made them feel, how you developed them as a man mentally. And how, and how you were there for them. I always tell them, especially after a tough loss, this is life. Things don't ever go the way you want it. Yeah. You can't. It's, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Everybody, only, like, maybe Mayweather has that O, but yeah. everybody got to lose. Especially in life, we're going to lose. And that's 100%. okay. We, how, you're going to fall. You're going to get your ass up, dust it off. We got to mm-hmm. keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's what's something that's been kind of going on with your baseball career, too? Sometimes, like, I don't know how it was with you. And that, I guess, going from team to team, was there a certain time, like, okay, this the major league, minor league system wasn't going to 
you weren't going to go with that anymore. How did that transition go to Mexico coming to your life? How did the opportunity arise? Like, okay. Put me on game with that. I honestly have no idea. Okay, so that's a funny story. So 2016, um, I was with, with Phillies, right? Mm-hmm. So I was with the Phillies in spring training. I was having a good spring. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't doing bad by any means, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I, they already had it in their mind that look like you know we're not going to go that way with Art. I feel like you know because I was doing I was doing everything I had to first, do. Who was the first baseman at that time? Um, they were they were looking for one. Okay, they really okay. didn't have one. You know, that was after was, Howard left. Right? It was after Howard. Okay, you okay. know, we had like um, Tommy Joseph played a little bit of first base at that time, um, and uh, we had some someone else. I think some. Do the last name Aguilar, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, um, I was like, you know what? Finally, like, this year I'm going to get my chance because, you know, 2015, I got opportunity sparingly, you know? Mm-hmm. And I tried, I made the most out of it, though. Definitely. 2016, I'm like, you know what? This is going to be my year. I'm going to have a great year. I feel it. I knew I was going to go out there and ball out. I felt it. And then I get released. Mm-hmm. You know, they hit me with the release. And. I wasn't doing anything wrong, wasn't doing anything bad. I was handling my business on the field, but they just wanted to go a different way, you know? And at the time, like, you know, you don't see it that way. You're like, you know, you feel bad. You feel, you know, I was down. Yeah, definitely, bro. Down, right? So anyways, the first baseman that they had that was going to take my position was going to be Reese Hoskins. And Reese Hoskins is with the Phillies now balling out definitely. first base, handling it. You know, mm-hmm. he's doing his thing. So mm-hmm. shout out to Reese for that. Um, but, um... So once I got released that, that that time from the Phillies, a Mexican team ended up hitting me up like a little bit later, you know, mm-hmm. later down the line. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, they they talked to me like, hey, it's uh, Pericos de Puebla. They hit me up to try to go out there and play. And I was like, ah, oh, like, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. So I went and played independent ball, right? Had the, the, most, the best year of my career, like ever. I went triple crown. Beautiful. You know, I, I balled out. You know, I had hit like 352. I had... Um, 29 home runs. I had 101 RBIs. Like, did my thing, you know? And after that, another team hit me back up, you know? A team that was in uh, Lagunas in the city called uh, Torreon. Mm -hmm. And um, so they hit me up to go play, and I turned it down. I was like, you know what? I just had a killer year. Like, something's going to come from this. An opportunity's going to come from this, you know? So then, anyways, fast forward after that, I end up signing, going to Winter Ball in Mexico. First time ever in Mexico, I go to Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. Unreal city. I loved it. You know, it was a great, great place. Mm-hmm. So I go to Guadalajara, and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, doing my thing there. And I end up signing with the Reds. Okay. So I signed with the Reds. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm juiced. I'm like, man, I, 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 had, some, I had something to prove, though, you Definitely. know, because, like, the Phillies let me go, and, the, you yeah. know, you get, you get that feeling like, man, the chip you know, on your shoulder. Yeah, you yeah, and that, yeah. Was, that was whenever that, you know, all summer 16, Drake came out, you know, yeah. and I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm all summer 16 with it, like, I'm, yeah. I'm holding it down, and Definitely. I did, you know, and I did, I did that. Um, so I signed with the Reds, then, um, like, there's a thing called Rule 5 Draft, so one day, <laughs> I'm sleeping, it was like after a night out or something, mm-hmm. right? I'm knocked out. My dad starts. He just comes to my door. Hey, did you get traded? Or did you get you know? I'm oh like, shit! And I'm like, what? Yeah, you, you are you with a different team? I was like, he's like, Darren said you're with another team now. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I don't think so. Sure enough, I pick up my phone. I turn it off. You know, I turn it on a uh, vibrate yeah. so I can get my sleep. Yeah, you know, definitely. long night out. You ain't trying to hear that yeah, ringtone. Don't do that kind of disturbing time. <laughs> you ain't trying yeah. to hear that ringtone. So I look at my phone and man, I have missed calls, vo- um, voicemails. I have text messages, all kinds of stuff. Twitter updates. 
you know, Instagram, I had it all, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I think so. Like, so I called the, the Reds guy, and he's like, hey, Art, how you doing? I was like, oh, I'm all right. I was like, did I get traded or something? He's like, well, you got taken in the Rule 5 draft by the Brewers. Okay. okay. So the Brewers, he's like, but, you know, for someone coming out of any ball, like, this is unheard of. They don't, no one does this. Mm-hmm. You know, so they must really want you, and it's going to be a really good opportunity for you. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I'm. I can't wait. I can't wait for this opportunity then. Definitely. Um, he was like, he was like, telling me, hyping it up, hyping it up, tell me what's up. And I'm like, man, cool. Like, I'm juiced. Sally knew on it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, cool. I was like, you know what? If this is a good thing, then I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You yeah. know. Obviously, I wanted to be with you guys. You know, and I thank you guys for having the interest in me. You know, mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Definitely. And then I go to spring training with the Brewers. So spring training with the Brewers. You know. It goes how it goes. I don't do too bad. I got some big league games. Mm-hmm. I played in I think nine nine big league games mm-hmm. that that uh that spring. Yep, did well. You know, I, I made some plays in the field. Hit first hit my my second at bat, mm-hmm. home run. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was feeling good. I was on a high. You know, but we get to season and I just wasn't playing. I didn't get opportunities. Like I mean, it it was it was crazy. I mean, I, I can go into that you know more, yeah. but I just. I don't know. I don't know why I wasn't playing, you know. And the guys weren't like I'd go in there to hit, and it wasn't like they wanted to work with me. So I'd try to go in by myself. Like it was, it was just a situation. It's discouraging too, though. It, it, to it, is. it is. hundred percent. That is very discouraging. Yeah. So it was just a situation. It just wasn't. It things just didn't pan out. It didn't pan out. You yeah, know? definitely. So then the team, you know, Mexico calls me. He's like, "Hey, you know, you want to come out here and play?" And I said, "Yep." Opportunity. And, yep, exactly. Opportunity to play. I was like, man, at the at the way that I was going there, and this was at the All Star break. I only had like ninety nine at bats. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a little bit of a bats for that time, and mm-hmm. my bats were sporadic with the Brewers. And I'm like, sure, yeah. like with hitting too, you had to kind of have to be consistent with the, with the rhythm. One hundred percent, definitely. Yeah. Okay, one hundred percent. So I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. You know, I just need an opportunity. Give me yeah. opportunity. Like I spoke about earlier, give me opportunity. I'm going to produce. Definitely. You know, so I went out there to Mexico and picked up right where I left off from the season before. And Played. independently, Triple Crown winner. Yep, definitely. Yep. I, I hit, I think, 351 in Mexico. 351. I played there for three, like three, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Hit 351. I had like 24 RBIs, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I had 10 home runs. Producing. Boom. Producing. Definitely. Right? Producing, yes. So then I get a phone call and the Brewers, you know, would you want to come back? And we'll send you to AAA, you know, we'll give you your, your other your other money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, and, and you feel some type of way a little bit. Like, man, like, if you guys let me play, like, I, I would have been there. Yeah, we wouldn't be in this position. We wouldn't be in the opportunity. Just give me the opportunity and I would have I produced, you mm-hmm. know. If you'd have put me out there, I would have showed you what I can do. Definitely. And they um they asked me and I was like, you know, and I put my pride aside. I'm like, yeah, I understand this business or whatever. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. You know, so then a, a week goes by, and then they end up signing Chris Colabello, mm-hmm. who was a first baseman. He was with the, the Toronto Blue Jays, I think the Twins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed him. He's in the big league. So I, I didn't get that opportunity to go back, you know. But I was like, okay, I get it. It's okay, you know. So then I just uh, stay, I've been to Mexico ever since, and I've been balling out in Mexico, loving it, learning Spanish, you know. And that's kind of how the door opened up to go to Mexico, you know, Definitely. through through it. Through a tough situation where one door felt like it was closing, you know, and there wasn't there wasn't any any kind of you know benefit or anything coming my way as far as any opportunity, mm-hmm. another door opened, and I've been I went through that other door, 
and now I've been like I said I've been playing really well. I'm mean, I'm blessed to be in a great city, um, and I'm 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 opening doors to go to maybe Japan or Korea as well now. So that's what people great. don't realize too, especially with just any sports. I guess the states, the home, the motherland is not the only spot to eat at. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like 100%. there's so many pro leagues out there, especially mm-hmm. with with basketball or with baseball. There is a Japanese league. I know I'm familiar with that league a little bit more than the Mexican leagues. I guess yeah. you would say that's something you would definitely consider, right? Hundred percent. I mean, that's that's second. They're second in the way they pay, pretty Def- much oh, from, yeah, from, from big leagues. You know what I mean? So I can get to Japan. That's you know more money coming in. That's another like if we talk about baseball taking me to different places. That's another culture, another place I get to see. Definitely. Um, I mean, it's. It, and it's it got close to happening this time, but all this coronavirus stuff happening, it's I was just, like, it's, it's, real, kinda, bro. it's one of those things where it's like you got to kind of stop, and you know the the money is there, but it's like, what's your life worth? Definitely. You know, I think so, you can take a gamble. Like it's gonna be there later too. Let yeah, me just do what I gotta do right yeah, now. Let me do what I do now, and it's gonna be there. Yeah, you know? definitely. And if it isn't, then it, God's plan just didn't work out. Definitely. You know, and it's part. He of brought it. you here to to the Mex- to Mexico. Mm-hmm, exactly. What are you expecting from this upcoming season? You say you start Friday. That's why we have to get this. I want, we want yeah, to get yeah, the podcast yeah. in yeah. this week. You said you were leaving Friday. How? What are you expecting from this year? Expectations. Um. So basically, um. This this Friday just for the spring training. Obviously, we do the spring training mm-hmm. for the month. We play little exhibition games and stuff in between. Mm-hmm. Um. But as far as year wise, man, I feel like. It's going to be a great year, but my main goal is to stay healthy. Oh, you know? Yes, definitely. I, like, I, I don't know if you know. I think you know. The hip. I had you the had the hip, hip problem. I had the hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we spoke about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had the hip, man. I tore my labor in my hip, and you know, I was down a wheel. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it <laughs> Down a wheel. I didn't know how it happened, but it happened, and I had to get the surgery done. Was it a complete so, tear? or was it... it was like, I forget the percentage of a tear, but he was able to use the same labrum good, and good. just repair it. So, you know, it had been a process. So I went into last year, you know, I had the surgery in January. It's supposed to be out for, you know, anywhere from six to eight mm-hmm. months. And I came back in four, you know. Maybe wasn't, you maybe know, rushed a maybe rushed bit. a little bit. But, you know, I wanted to play. I'm a competitor. I'm out there. At, I'm out there watching baseball being played in front of my eyes. And I can't for sit there. For six months, you can't do I it, I can't bro. sit there. I'm, bro, I was going insane. There was yeah. times, you know, you go through an injury. There's ups and downs through that injury. There's That's days fine. you feel really good, mm-hmm. and there's also days you're like, you know what? I'm not feeling great great today. Definitely. And you have to it's, – it's the same thing as struggles through baseball, struggles through life. you got to get that mind right. Definitely. If you don't get your mind right, boy, you're going to be in trouble. It's you most, know? It's, I don't know. It's just like a, well, in sports. It's mental most of The majority of it is mental, I would imagine. So 100%. Definitely. So then I was like, you know what? Like, I got this. I picked myself up. And I started, instead of sitting there wanting to play, and like kind of like being down, feeling sorry for myself because I wasn't on the field and I was still recovering and mm-hmm. stuff, I took it a totally different way as far as everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I got I made sure that my mind was right. I was taking mental at-bats. I was watching the game, paying attention to the game, staying engaged mm-hmm. um, in situations, seeing how pitchers are pitching. And then when I came back after that surgery, I hit the ground running. You know, mm-hmm. I had some of my teammates that came up and told me, hey, man, respect because... To be honest, I thought you were gonna come back and you were gonna, you know, struggle. Takes, yeah, it takes you know? a little time to get the rust off. Yeah, you know, what takes mean? a while. And he's like, you came back, and they had, everyone that I spoke to about it is like, man, you came back like a man, and you handled your business. Definitely. They're like, because I didn't expect this. It's not for the week. Yeah, it's and I, exactly. Week. And I just told him, I was like, man, I've been preparing my mind for this since definitely. since I got hurt, definitely. and I, it had almost been a year since I played. Mm-hmm. It had literally almost been a year since I had played, so I had been out a year without facing live pitching that whole time. Mm-hmm. I got back in and I hit the ground running, you know. And I, I, a hundred percent, give it all 
all to God, obviously, you yeah, know, was, yes. but, but I also give it to me because I applaud myself for the work that I did, Definitely. you know, because like I said, I could have just sat there and felt sorry for myself and not yep. got anything out of those games that I was watching. Yep. But instead, Being I chose, bitter. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Instead, I chose to sit there and, I, and, and to, to to motivate myself, have that strong mindset. No, when I come back, I'm gonna kill it. And I did. Came back three thirty, had nine homers. You know. I think the half full perspective too. Your least your body's getting a rest too. One hundred percent. And I th- I'm sure with the grind of the season, you definitely now you're okay. I needed that a little bit. You didn't oh, know man. at the time, but now okay, I got a little rest. I needed yep. that a little, yep. a little time off. It's always good. Yep, exactly. And then I went to winter ball though afterwards. Okay. And I played in winter, and I did really well in winter. And then I started having like fatigues with my leg. You mm-hmm. know, my leg wasn't that strong. I had to have the surgery. Mm-hmm. I started getting pains and aches, and I was like, man, you know what? I need that. I need to head home. It's time to it's time to rest, mm-hmm. you know. So that I took a, like a month off of just rest, mm-hmm. get, let this pain go away, mm-hmm. and then when that pain went away, and then I started doing more stuff, hitting again, doing mm-hmm. some working out, doing some you know a little bit of like cardio stuff, mm-hmm. you know, just to get the get the get the you know get oil the get joints the up, going. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah. bro, definitely. How do you feel about the art of hitting, bro? Where is that something you? I'm sure you do still study, but how did you find that love for the the art of hitting? Um, I'm not, I guess I'm not a professional, a baseball expert, but I read books with Ted Williams. I've seen like little tutorials with, um, Tony Gwynn, Pete Rose, Haz, all the great hitters in baseball. Even like Honus Wagner, bro. If you look at some of his stuff, the way he looked at hitting was really it's impeccable, bro. Ty Cobb type of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on that? The art of hitting, like your, the love for it, the development of it. Where'd you find that, uh, that passion for it? <clears throat> so... I feel like I found that passion for it at a young age, you know, like T-ball, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and that's something that, because I was a bigger kid, you know, a stronger kid than most. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I hit the ball, it did different things than other kids, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. So even in T-ball, like I remember clearly in T-ball, like I would, I was playing out in Fairfax, you know? Shout to the East Side. Shout to the East Side. Playing out in Fairfax, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, um... <clears throat> I used to hit the ball, you know, and and and, and hit, hit it past everybody or hit it through everybody, and I wouldn't stop running. I'd want to hit a homer every Fight time. Fight off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know. And then I started realizing, like, okay, well, I've been hitting the ball straight that way to center field, you know, and it goes over their heads. But I have to run hard, you know, like, I'm running hard. And then what I ended up doing is I ended up, like, shifting the way I was in the box. I stay in the box so I knew not out, mm-hmm. you know. And I shifted the way I was in the box so that I was hitting everything to right field. Mm-hmm. When I was hitting everything to right field, the ball was going home, over. home run. It was yeah. going over the fence. Definitely. You know, and that's where I was. I first like hit my first home runs, and I was like, you know what, like, duh, yeah. like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's shorter there, yeah, you know, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I just I've always had fun. I've always enjoyed hitting. Um, I was, I had a good arm too for pitching. Yeah, I remember that. But um. Hitting is just something different, man. It's it's a uh, it's a different. They say it's the hardest thing to do in sports. Mm-hmm. It's to hit a baseball. Definitely. You know, I've heard that. And it's something that's moving at high velocity. It's curving. It's twisting. It's you know diving. It's doing it all. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that is 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 definitely a blessing and a skill that not many people have. Definitely. And to do it at a high level or do it with power or to have something bring something to the game that not everybody has, mm-hmm. it's another thing that's just. A blessing it's, it's it's great definitely so as far as finding the love for hitting i feel like i've always had it mm-hmm. you know i've always had it since i was little mm-hmm. like i said and i remember these moments like it's crazy with the things that i remember like the feelings i had like mm-hmm. i have 
I've had, um, I remember I had a game one time, um, what was I at? Colorado Springs, um, yeah, Colorado Springs, and I had a game where I went like four for four, right? But I had fouled a ball off, mm-hmm. and it hit this woman's window. Shit. And the ball stuck in her window, you know? So after the game, she comes up to me, she's like, hey, you're gonna, you're gonna be in the big leagues, I'm gonna be watching you on TV someday, you're gonna play professionally, yeah. I know it. I know you are, mm-hmm. and I want you to sign this ball for me now. Tight. So I signed the ball for her, you know, and we actually took a picture too. So shout out to her. She ever hears this, you know what? Like, hey, you inspired a young kid to keep doing it. And yeah. If you have that picture, I'll sign it now. Like, sorry you know? about your window too, Mom. Yeah, sorry, sorry about your window. window. Yeah. <laughs> but little things like that just, you know, would happen. You know, I got, I end up like, I end up after like a game or something like that. A Brave Scout gave me a, a card or Indians it might have been Indians mm-hmm. gave me like a little questionnaire to fill out at a young age you know mm-hmm. and that's something else that that fueled the fire so like I had many things throughout life that you know that was given to me that was rewarded to me through my performance with hitting mm-hmm. you know and it's just something that you know you constantly have to work on it's not easy if you don't do it that you won't you won't progress and get better definitely how uh, you find better you find different ways for timing you find different ways to to, to make your swing more efficient, to make your swing a little bit more powerful, to get a little bit more quick through the zone, to stay longer through the zone, to stay longer through the baseball. You see you all start, that through film, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's through film, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, you see it through film 100%. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, but it's also feeling. Yes. Sometimes you feel it. Like, there's many times where I'm, where I'm playing and I'm swinging, and I'm like, man, I came off that ball. I'll, I'll, I'll feel my swing going in and out of the mm-hmm. zone and not staying through the zone for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it through film, and you're like, oh. That's why, yeah. yeah. There the, it is. I see the adjustment I need to make. One hundred percent. There it is. So Definitely. it's it's something that's it's it's a challenging thing, but it's it's a it's a beautiful thing in the same. Swinging is, is an art. Yeah, it definitely know? is. Bro. It's it's like we're the Picassos. You know what I mean? Definitely. Just trying to trying to make that perfect painting. You know what yeah, I mean? Or we're trying to we're trying to make sure everything's efficient and make sure everything works and it's beautiful to us. You know, Definitely. and hopefully when other people see it. You know, they, they appreciate our craft and the work we put into it. And maybe reach out to you, like, hey, what could I work on? Can 100%. You definitely. 100%. Yeah. That's something you really take a lot of pride in, too, giving back to, I guess, the next generation. I think a lot with sports, it's always about what can you pass on to the next generation after you. Mm-hmm. That's something that you're, you're looking forward to doing also? Oh, man, 100%. That's And that's honestly one of the main reasons why I do it, you know? Mm-hmm. You had spoken about being the oldest in the family earlier, you know, being that prime example. Definitely. And, and, and holding it down for the family, you know, and, and, and taking a little bit of pressure off your parents so that you can do it yourself, Definitely. you know? Definitely. And the first people that I ever wanted to inspire was my, my, my siblings, you yes. know? My sister, my brothers. Yeah. Um, I wanted to inspire them. I wanted to show them, like, hey, look, this is the route to take, you know? This Definitely. is this is the way to do it. And, you know, being a being an older sibling, being the oldest, you know, you you already have that. You know, you already have that will to want to inspire. Definitely. So whenever I, I do it with them, you know, I help them in any way that I can, mm-hmm. always, and I always will. Yes. And I feel like that right there within itself was something that set me up along with the lines when I got professional. You mm-hmm. know, is is because eventually the game's gonna the, the game's gonna I'm gonna have the love for the game. I'm gonna be able to play the game in my mind but eventually my body's not going to be able to father time yeah yeah you can't no one beats father time no you know? at all. so eventually my body's going to break down but you know it's not about all the accomplishments that i had you know or all the places i got to play it's the impact that i made on other people mm-hmm. you know that to me is what's special how are people going to remember you and that's how you your know? name's going to go on live on 100 percent, definitely 100 percent. 
So there's all kinds of youth, you know, and even in Mexico, I I, I make sure that I speak to, to to all the fans. I make sure that I, I sign as much autographs as I can before the game. Um, I make sure I can I inspire people because the kids are our future in this game, you Definitely. know. And whether it be they play in the states or they play in Mexico or they play, you know, Japan, Korea or Dominican, wherever. It's all for the love of the game. It's all for the love of the game. Definitely. And if you inspire somebody, you give them the right thing. Maybe that saves their life. You definitely. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, it's bigger than the game. Way bigger life. than the game. Yeah, definitely. Way bigger than the game. Yes. You know, because you see the way that people live out in Mexico. You know, you've heard stories about all the stuff going on out there. I'm sure you you've know, seen that firsthand. And I've seen a lot of stuff. Oh, some God. crazy stuff. You yeah. know, like I, <laughs> I'm gonna have to write a book or something. Yeah, you know? bro. But I bet. I bet. I've seen many stuff. I've seen. I've seen much stuff, and I've been to different places, and I see how people live or how people play the game. I mean, I've been to Dominican where they're playing. They're they're playing you know ball with the with just a long like broomstick mm-hmm. a broken broomstick stick ball with, like, away some kind of with some kind of ball that they they made mm-hmm. and a milk carton glove you know Good and God. it's like that's wild yeah and you wonder why these guys are so good at fielding you know like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean I've been to Mexico I've seen I've seen the same things and it's mm-hmm. like if you can continue to inspire those kids like that for their for at that age they're enjoying the game they're playing it because they love it they're playing it because it's fun you know. And that's something we have to keep inspiring. Like, look, this game is fun. You're going to go through struggles, mm-hmm. but this game is fun. And Definitely. if you work as hard, I, I was doing the same thing, you know. I, just, I mean, I've been in, in the Dominican doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in Mexico doing it, but I was doing my own version of what they're doing when I was little, you know. Mm-hmm. And if I can do it, they can do it. Definitely. Show 100%. them that you could get out of here and 100%. maybe one day go to the States, go mm-hmm. anywhere and travel for your passion. 100%. That's, the most, that's, a, that's another thing, too. That's like probably the most beautiful thing of all this. You get to travel and get out of the field because, yeah. why? You love the game. Yeah. And you're blessed to see stuff beyond this place. You know what I mean? That's kind of like what I love like, with the DJ thing. Guys, go to Calexico. I've never been out. Never been out of the field. Yeah. Bieber, I've never been out of the field. Like maybe yeah. Vegas a few times, but mm-hmm. never going at Vegas, LA, or Calexico, San. Just to play some music, get paid for it. It's yeah, like, yeah. What the hell is this? Like this is. Yeah. I I get kind of like mind blown too. Yeah. But it keeps me humble too. Like 100%. remember where you came from. Remember I had two pioneers and just a damn amp. Mm-hmm. And now I'm an opportunity to make a living. I don't got to work a regular gig anymore. Okay, yeah. this is kind of cool. Like yeah. I just kind of like this. Yeah, I man. wanted to get your opinion on a few things before we move on to, I guess, life stuff, right? And what you're doing now, which we talked about last night with the yeah. promotion, the promoting and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, like, the signs issue we've got going on in baseball right now, and Major League Baseball, like the Houston Astros and whatnot? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that, bro? Is that something like, okay. is this as big as a deal as the media is making it? Not a hundred, I guess I'm not, not a hundred percent on it mm-hmm. either. I just know there's no signs still and whatnot. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. they're using technology, which everybody, it's kind of hard to keep up with tech nowadays. You yeah. know, there's so much yeah. of it. Yeah. How do you feel about that scandal, I guess you could say? Yeah, I like how you said that scandal. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I mean, with baseball, I mean, since you've been in club baseball growing up, there's always sign stealing. You know, that, yeah. There's sign stealing at every level. Mm-hmm. So you 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 look at the coach, you see what he's doing. If he's going, oh, the indicator must be his nose, or he keeps touching his ear. That I think they're going to do a steal, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or then we're going to throw a fastball right here, and you start trying to guess, and boom, you put two and two together. You know, okay, this ear that means fastball, or. You know, he's wiping across his chest. That runner's going to steal. Mm-hmm. You know, so be ready. We'll put a play on for that, you know. So the sign stealing has always been there. Definitely. So that's not something that I'm I'm mad about, upset about at all, because we do it, mm-hmm. you know. I've done it. I've helped my teammates. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you know, I'm on second base, and I see the catcher putting down a sign. If he's only putting down one sign, a fastball, 
Then I'm going to come back in the deck and be like, hey, look, when you get to second base, he's putting down one sign. He's putting down a fastball or off speed. So if he puts down off speed, I'm going to I'm going to look back. I might point or do something with my my, my left hand mm -hmm. to let you know that, hey, off speed's coming. So look at me, you know, that's so, not illegal. And that's not illegal. Exactly. That's just, yeah. that's just that's the competence that you have. As a catcher to put down one sign, like if you put down one sign, why am I not gonna? Yeah, you see that. Why am I not gonna it. relay that? You Definitely, know? yes. If I see someone's doing okay, there's two outs. The guy's putting the second sign as the pitch, and I and I realize that, you know, and I'm intelligent enough to, to, to pick up on that. Then I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna go in and say, hey, he's going two outs, second sign. If it's uh, off speed, I'm, same thing. If it's fastball, then I'm I'm gonna look this way or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like. Sign stealing, that, that, that's part of the game, Definitely. you know, and we even do it as hitters with pitchers, mm -hmm. you know, pitchers sometimes have tails, oh, hey, look at his gloves flipping up whenever he throws an off-speed pitch, so, yeah. he can get a, so he can get a better deal, but when he has a fastball grip, he's, he's closed, uh -huh. you know, with, you pick up on stuff, and it helps you out, yes, so those things I don't, I don't have any issues with, you know, mm -hmm. The only part that's different with this situation is that they use technology to do it. You Recording know? it then, right? They were using the cameraman. There's buzzers and stuff involved. You that's know? wild. There's you know people coming up, and, and you put a TV right there next to the dugout. Excuse me. And then, um, you know, guys are going up to hit, and you're banging up on trash cans. Like, that's taking That's not it. the natural way that exactly. you say Okay. Exactly. That's yeah. where there's an issue. Like, man... Nobody does that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And I'm sure that there's teams that have their certain things or certain niches and what they do. This but came from somewhere on. There's a, there's a yeah. root of this problem. But you're banging on trash cans now. You That's know, wild. come on. You're banging on trash cans. You got buzzers in the shirt. Mm -hmm. You got people like giving you shocks if it's an off speed come on like that's that's taken away from the game that's taken away from the art of hitting also right exactly okay. exactly Definitely. And, and the and the numbers did not lie yeah you know the numbers that they houston, showed from those world series houston was the best hitting team <clears throat> in the american league bro the numbers didn't lie so listen to this um i look i saw the numbers and at home let's say jose altuve mm -hmm. at home he was hitting like four like like 460 at home unbelievable Unreal. Yeah. You know, you're watching him, you're like, man, this dude's hot. Like, he can't get out. Mm -hmm. You know, on the road, he was hitting like 165. Mm. Yeah. How are you going to tell me four, 400 points? Yeah. Like, come on. And there's times, you know, where like, I get it because some parts you see better than others. Like, mm -hmm. I have that issue too. Like, mm -hmm. some, like, we hit at home, we play at home, I can see good. Say we go to, I don't know, Campeche, mm -hmm. and there's not, you can't see as well. Like, Definitely. you know, the, 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 the batter size is different. Or there might be different aspects in the field, so mm -hmm. you don't have as be as good a performance. Mm -hmm. But to have that drastic performance, it's like, come on. Something's going on. You know, like, damn. Yeah. And then all the stuff comes out where they were cheating and stuff, and I'm like, wow. Like, that's foul, you know? And the fact that there's no there's no penalties on this. They that, got immunity, right? I can't believe that. Yeah. I, I can't believe that because that's tarnishing our game, and that that's messing with people's livelihood, you know? Like Definitely. Clayton Kershaw. They, they, thought, they, they thought he was washed him. up, bro. They, they was banging his. They was banging his shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And he would have had two World Series, definitely, because the Red Sox and and uh, Houston and Houston mm -hmm. got got talked talked about for it, right? Mm -hmm. That's two World Series. That right there is changing his whole dynamic. You know, people are looking at him. They're like, hey, you know what? Clayton Kershaw did it in the in the. He's a he's a legend. You know, mm -hmm. he'll, he'll be a Hall of Famer, definitely. But it's. Now he has rings to his name, you yeah. know. That's always good in the and, resume. And he doesn't have any rings yet, and everybody talks about, oh, he blew it in the playoffs, and oh, like why is he, you know, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But he's a great pitcher, you yes, know. Right. He's a competitor, and if somebody told you every single pitch that was coming, 
Yeah. I mean, dang, you hit off anybody. Yeah, anybody know? could be a great. It makes somebody a great. Yeah, somebody, average to a great hitter. Somebody is gonna hit. You yeah, know, definitely. no matter no matter how good your stuff is, if people know what's coming, definitely. they're gonna. I mean, they still have to hit it. Mm-hmm. But if you're at that level, you're at the top tier of all the players. You know, all the players trying to get there in the minor leagues, and you're considered one of the best players in the world. You know, definitely. you're gonna find a way. Definitely. You feel me? Like yeah, definitely. And that's the part that 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 I have that that doesn't sit well with me. Definitely. You know, like. I just imagine where I'd be if somebody was telling me, you know, like, yeah, I'd be in the big leagues. If somebody told me what was coming, hitting fifty, man, yeah, easy. I'm, I'm up there, you know, fifty home runs, runs, easy, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's it's something that it's like, man, like you know, it's like, taking taking shortcuts. And I think we all hate when people take shortcuts. Something we yeah. love doing, like, okay, yeah. you didn't get it the way I I need. I've been working my ass yeah. off to get it. Yeah. Do you feel like the players should have been suspended? Then I, I think there should have been some kind of uh, some kind of punishment for sure. Hundred percent. Do you feel like Baseball is gonna. I guess. I guess their opponents now are gonna lash out them. You know, get over baseballs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Do you said that's kind of like redemption? I feel like. Or are we gonna be? Okay, we gotta be a little bit. Uh, not nitpicky, but hey, we can hurt these guys. We don't want to hurt them permanently, yeah, well, of course. Well, look at this spring training. They've already been hit like like nine, nine ten times. times. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, and the game speaks for itself. People aren't happy. You know, yeah. people aren't happy with that because. Again, that's messing with people's livelihood. Yes, you Darvish in that in that 2017 World Series, bro. They wrote him off after that, bro. You Darvish might have had a big contract, you know. Yeah, the Dodgers let go of him, and he, he had been he went in a down downward spiral. Remember that, bro? Bit, you know, Everybody he was struggling. It was over. Every, he was struggling. He was one of the premier pitchers in the league, and then he goes out there and gets raked like that, and you know. That changes his life. You know I think with pitchers like, too, once you feel like you lost that mojo, it's kind of hard to get it back. Bro, no, and, yeah, and that's what you do. You know, your pitchers, and there's, you know, they they speak on that kind of stuff. It's it's a, it's a mental game too. You Definitely. know, and that's why I just don't I don't agree with it. And I think that there should have been some kind of punishment um, to those guys. You know, I don't believe that they should have just given the championship to the Dodgers. I don't. That was asking. You think I they should just kind of asterisk that? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they should have gave the championship to, to the Dodgers because. Even if even if I played for the Dodgers, I wouldn't want the championship like that. Yeah, you know, like I would have wanted to celebrate with my teammates on the field. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to receive a ring like, "Oh, hey, you won this World Two Series." Two years like, later, huh? it's not it's not the same. You know, Definitely. so I just think that there needs to be something clear to where during that year in baseball this happened. So and I think the commissioner was said like, "That's kind of awful." We didn't explain him the rules and what the boundaries were of this thing. Like, bro, what that? And then he called it just week. a silver trophy. Yeah, it's a so week. Like, it's a week. It's a week. Like ploy, you know. He doesn't look good right now. I, I like the commi- I was really digging the commission to this scandal. I guess you could say it's like, what do you mean yeah. just a silver trophy? This is the this is a prestigious trophy. This is World Series, my guys. What everybody yeah. strives for in baseball, we play it. It's what you want to lift at the end of the day. Yeah. As a team, too. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like that was a. You think it's a black guy for baseball? I think it definitely was a it definitely was a hit. Okay, and I think that they definitely need to do something because you don't want to tarnish the name of the game. You know? I think especially after the games bounce back from the past, you know, especially with steroids yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, like even now, and they're getting punched for it too. Like Clemens is getting in, Bonds is getting in. I don't mm-hmm. think A Rod's gonna get in. Like, and no disrespect to my guy uh, Larry Walker, but I get like, and I understand it too. But as a fan, like. Roger Clemens is not getting in, but Larry Walker's getting in. And I know he has a good season for the Rockies and whatnot, yeah. but 
It's kind of it. It sucks, man. I love like I remember when I was a kid. Roger Clemens was the best pitcher ever. Seen. The house, the, the kind of the like rocket, our house, bro. the rocket. That's the name. Yeah, the like we, we, our house was stopped just for see Clemens play. Even if he was with Houston, I think towards the end. Um, I not a bit, I guess Andy Pettit's on the I guess on the borderline a little bit, but mm-hmm. even with Bonds, bro, Sammy Sosa, it's like well, Barry Bonds. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, the best hitter ever, ever, bro. I think so too. If this man doesn't make it into the to the Hall of Fame, there's there's a problem. The, is the yeah. Hall of Fame really the Hall of Fame without these guys? You know yeah. what I mean? Espe- I mean, because especially because what he, I mean, you can say he did all these things, but he never tested positive. You know. And I think, and I'm not like I don't, and you, I'm sure you could you could validate this. It's not about how much strength and muscle you got. You gotta be able you to gotta hit the damn ball. ball. You gotta hit the ball. Yeah, definitely. And the way his career was going all the way up, leading to all this time, all this talk about steroids and all these things. I mean, the man was balling. Definitely. He already was a Hall of Famer within his right at that time. If he, I know? think if he cut off at 95, he's a Hall. Hall he's in a 40-40 club. Bro, he was unreal. consistent. Yes, unreal. So I, I think he needs to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Definitely. And bro. I think pe- they need him. I mess with Pete Rose, man. Let Pete Rose get his get his time. I think with that, you know, and I'm not sure how it is the Mexican league, but with the Major League Baseball, they have FanDuel now. We can all bet on baseball. Yeah. And like, if Pete never bet on his team to lose, and if he's bet on them to win every game, he told him to win. Yeah. yeah. Like, why wouldn't he be in? Yeah. Is that like, I'm, and you know who votes these people in? You know these old school writers. Is that kind of like the old school mentality? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean. Old traditions, old rituals, whatnot. Yeah, like, and the thing is, is this, like, like, the man wasn't, like, fixing games, bro. That's exactly, you know? exactly. He wasn't, like, selling out and not doing well. Some 1919 White Sox stuff. This man was known, he was called Charlie Hustle, bro. Yeah, the greatest you know? hitter of all time. I think if we're going to ban him, ban him as a manager. What about as a player? Man, this man went out there and balled, bro. He was a, he was a killer out there. If you look at his stats, bro, 200 hits every year. Maybe a couple years he had an injury plague season, a little bit older towards the tail end of his career. Yeah. But he's hitting 200, 200 hits. That yeah. doesn't sound like a lot of some people. Maybe people don't watch baseball don't listeners. Know, but, that is, but 200 that's hits. That's legendary. Bro? That's oh legendary. That's up there, bro. Like, yeah. I don't, and yeah. I think that record's untouchable. I'm sure with the 511 yeah. wins, yeah, the seven, whatever Bonds got with his baseball or his hit home run record. Man, I think they need to let these guys in, man. You got to, Bonds, bro. I mean, Bonds and Rose, I mean, come on. I think it's crazy, bro. To. How do you have a Hall of Fame without those two? Who put asses in the seats? Who made people like you and I love the game? Man, bro, I remember I still, Barry Bonds is still one of my favorite players, bro. Definitely. Still, and I was able to see him play before. And you these know, guys get jobs within MLB. They're hitting coaches or whatnot. Hitting coaches. I'm like, why you know, not? Why? Spokespersons and, and things, you know. And you know what's crazy is that even, like, I mean, no no disrespect to Mark McGuire. No, no disrespect to any, any players, but Mark McGuire was tested and found, you know... He had he shit, had, he had shit in his locker room, bro. He had all kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they give him all kinds of love, you know? But when it comes to Barry, there's no love given, you know? Did he get the skin thing? And it's, I don't know what it is, you know? But it's... It's definitely it's, it's biased. A, a, yeah, there's a bias. I think... And I, I'm not I'm like, I'm not an athlete at that at all, but do you think some of this wasn't just... It was for recovery, because I don't think people understand the grind of 162 games. Mm-hmm. If they had something, they probably, if they did, allegedly use this. Yeah. This is all recovery, though. Yeah. I want to bounce think, back. I think I think at one point it was more just to to put on and hit home runs and, you know, that stuff. Or to throw harder in those And I'm things. sure everybody, they knew everybody else was doing it. Why wouldn't but I once, do it? But once you start, you know, like, you get injured or something, your body, like, you get halfway through the season, you start to feel like, oof. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, you need to pick me up, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, and to be able to play the game, and this is where an advantage comes as well from doing those things. If you're starting to play the game and you're not getting tired mm-hmm. and your body feels like it's opening day, you don't have those 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 wear and tear from travel, mm-hmm. wear and tear from the night before. You go out there and you feel fresh, you know, like like a kid fresh out every single game. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna do well. You're yeah. gonna have more success because Definitely. your body feels good, you know. Definitely. And when your body feels good, you can get your body into a position to to do damage. And when you do damage, you get paid. You get paid. Yeah, exactly. You get, you get that money, and everybody. I mean, as much as we love playing the game, we're not playing the game for free. And we're not playing the game forever. Yeah, it's kind of like when you got to strike yeah. when the iron's hot. No, that's what anything would, would yeah. be paid for. We yeah. got this doesn't last forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Real fast before we get into what you were doing last night, um, what would be one change you see as a as a professional baseball player that you would like to see uh, made in the game? I don't know if you want to make it faster, like the same pitching shot clocks. I don't know how they're trying. They're implementing <laughs> that a little bit now. They're yeah, trying to yeah. experiment with that. What would you do to make a change? I guess they want to bring a younger audience in because the game is. I don't think the game's slow. The game's the game. The game's nine innings. That's not. It's not gonna happen in two hours. I think we can mm-hmm. boxing maybe eight rounds. Basketball could kind of be sped up. There's ways to speed it up. Mm-hmm. But with baseball, it's, this is you know this is the um, this is America's uh, pastime. This is mm-hmm. the game. The gentleman's game too. We're gonna yeah. stay four hours and watch this. This is entertaining mm-hmm. to us. How would yeah. you make a change to that? So it's funny you asked that. So I was just having this conversation with somebody about just not necessarily that in general, mm-hmm. but just something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I was talking to you about Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, Mexico, when you're out there, I mean, like, it's it's different. Like, they have a different energy, a different, you know, uh, environment, mm-hmm. you know. And I get it, like, in the States, we're a little bit more, like, like strict and stern with things. But I was talking to people about the cheerleaders they got out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Just little things that you can add in between innings mm-hmm. to, to make the game more fun, you know. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, everybody's there to watch the game. They love watching the game. And, um... That's what they want to do, you know what I'm saying? But whenever you you go to the game, you wanna you wanna have it to where it's not just the baseball game. You're not really focused on the four hours all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. That you have something else. Yeah, definitely. And I was talking to my dad because we had went to we had went to I think it was a Padres game. I think the Padres were playing the Brewers, or the Padres were playing Texas. I don't remember mm-hmm. who it was. Mm-hmm. But we went to that stadium, and that stadium was so cool because they had so much stuff outside of just baseball to do. They had family areas. Mm-hmm. They had, like, a little wiffle ball area for kids to, be to like, hit, you mm-hmm. know, and play. Like, I feel like getting other things there within the stadium um, to, 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 I don't know, to bring fun, to bring laughs, to bring joy, to bring, you know, stuff that's good to look at, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Definitely. Can definitely help that part of it, you know? Definitely. Um, finding more ways for that. As far as, like, rules and stuff, I mean... I'm not, I really, a big, I'm not a big fan of them. You can only sub out, you know, I think they're doing, like, you can only sub out a pitcher once any now. And that's something I was going to bring out. So, so in Mexico, every time I come up, pretty much, if it's after the fourth inning, I'm facing a lefty. Yeah. So, think about that. I'm not the only lefty either. You Definitely. know, like, so I'll come up, the right-handed guy will be in, they'll take him out, another guy has to come in from the bullpen, he has to warm up. Mm-hmm. And then he comes. Then he um after he warms up, they come. He comes in. He does. Uh, he faces me, and then I, I might be the only batter. He oh, faces, he's out. And then he's out. You know that's strategy. Yeah, it's okay. strategy. Yes. Strategy, hundred percent. You know, 
But those things do make a game longer. Definitely. And I feel like by them implementing that rule of where you have to face three batters now, yes, they're gonna it's gonna speed it's gonna speed that part of it up mm-hmm. because you can't now you can't just bring somebody in and then bring someone else in to warm up. You know, mm-hmm. now it's like even more strategic, you know. Definitely. Okay, is this really the time that we want this lefty to come in and face hard? Okay, or do okay. we want to save him for later? You know? Okay. And it's that's gonna help, I feel like, speed the game up because of that reason, because constant pitching changes and that I've been out there on the field, you know. I've been out there in the dugout, and we're like, "Gosh, dang!" Like again, they're getting cold. Yeah, because <laughs> those things take time. They have Definitely. to run all the way in from the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, they get to throw their eight to ten pitches warm up. Yeah, you know, um, they have before he throws his pitches, they have a meeting on the mound. Mm-hmm. Like it just it, it just keeps prolonging the game. You know, you're like, "Dang!" Like what the heck? So you're okay with that rule change? So then? I'm okay with it. Is you're that okay. something Mexico's implementing too? Or? Yeah, they are now. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. And a lot of times, a lot of the rules that are made in in the states are kind of tried out in the Mexican league or tried out in the independent leagues, and then the, the then Major League Baseball incorporates it to the game okay. if they like it, you know. But if any any rule that they make in the in the states with Major League Baseball, they make it in Mexico as was, well. So with with MLB, is that kind of like? You said incorporate the game. They're kind of like what kind of, what, what what goes on here is gonna happen everywhere. I guess you could say. Well, yeah, and and why wouldn't you want to change those things in those other leagues? Because now you're preparing those players. You know, you get you get an opportunity to go to the states. You better be up. You better be up with the time. You got to be know? up on the game and you better. better yeah, yeah, you better make sure that you know the rules that they have out there. Because if you don't, then you're not gonna have success, and maybe that opportunity gets stripped from you. You know, because your league didn't implement our damn rules. That's not our fault. Exactly, and you okay. come in as a player with no knowledge, and you come in here and you do this, and sure enough, you know they might, they might, you might lose your job or not get an opportunity because you're not doing these things. And opportunities don't come. And opportunities don't come often. You know, yeah, and, and what you want to do is give young kids or people opportunities as much as possible i feel like this is kind of off topic but 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 a lot of states in, in america there's no shot clock in high school basketball don't know if you see these oh, videos wow. bro yeah. like I, and i'm not saying kansas i'm just throwing kansas out there but yeah. um, these games third quarter six two and they're just holding the fucking ball i did see that like, somebody, but, won, somebody won a uh a state championship like that bro they implement that there's nothing they could do but there's no shot clock yeah and i'm like how do we teach the kids like this. this game i'm fouling like a mug you have to do yeah. that and i blame the other team too if it's yeah. me i'll point all five motherfuckers on him then there has to yeah. be a way to get this ball moving yeah 100%. like this is crazy bro that's you're right. i think that stunts their growth as a player yeah i'm not saying these eight-year-old kids need a 24 second shot clock mm-hmm. but i think it should be 35 seconds and lower honestly i'm okay with 30 seconds with high school basketball yeah. it's they got to pick up the game because for the next level the college ball is all 30 seconds mm-hmm. so like I, that's like, I understand 100% what you're saying dude I, I appreciate the insight you because there's a lot of things like oh I didn't know this shit yeah like, yeah that's crazy real fast I'm going to just talk about what you have going on last night I love seeing your Instagram bro you yeah. <laughs> you lit that room up my guy so Thank what's you, going dude. on with that this is something that you kind of prepared for after baseball is it like a side hustle um, so yeah, so I'm into the, the life insurance and financial industries, Definitely. um, services for people, Definitely. um, through the PHP, people mm-hmm. helping people, um, Definitely. company and man, honestly, all this stuff started coming to me when I got hurt, bro. When I got hurt, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna be able to play forever. That's what's going to happen? What's going to happen? When I'm done, mm-hmm. what, what's gonna what's gonna happen if I couldn't go out there and play that season? Because it could be reality, right? Yeah, it's it could be taken away real fast. Yeah. And and you got to start preparing for those things because you know you don't know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So right now, what I'm using it as is a side hustle. But I mean, 
like I've, I've taken my competitive edge from baseball and from athletics to this business, and I've blown Flourish. up. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of success. Definitely. You know, I've hit promotions. I was the fastest person to get their license. Like, and also I did this because I know I'm leaving. You know, so yeah. I have a little bit more incentive and a little bit more motivation to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've learned so much in the short amount of time that I've been with the company mm-hmm. to where you know I'm able to to help people out. You know, mm-hmm. and like we talked about in this podcast, that's what I love doing. Definitely. You know, I love helping people out. I, I love inspiring people because you know that's just something that I love. I have a good heart. You know, Definitely. and I want to give to people Definitely. as much as I can. You know, Definitely. so this is an opportunity to where I can do something on the side with baseball mm-hmm. and still play. Definitely. But at the same time, I'm giving back, you know, mm-hmm. I'm inspiring these kids on the field. I'm helping these kids out in these camps or this community service stuff that we do with mm-hmm. the team. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm incorporating that to this business, you know, Definitely. I have these championship rings with, with baseball, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I want to get these championship rings in the business, you know, Definitely. and it just happened to be at a perfect time for me. Um, I started reading more books. I started, I was following people on Instagram that I didn't even know yeah, just... were like a part affiliated with the business, you know, like. Um, the oh, the CEO of the company, mm-hmm. his name is Patrick McDavid. Mm-hmm. I was following him on Instagram before I even knew anything about the company, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like gaming myself up. I start, I start unfollowing certain people on Instagram, that unfollowing too. pages, you know what I'm saying? Just to start putting more things around me. So every time I'm seeing it, I'm getting inspired or it's doing something in a positive way rather than a negative way. You, you know? gotta because have those vibes, bro. I think 100%. it's all, I, just real fast, I just cut you off. I think my philosophy is, the good energy we have, a, we only have a certain amount of energy. Yeah, how much are we giving that away to people? We gotta give. I'm gonna give you good energy. If anybody's sucking that energy out of my life, I don't really go. need that. They gotta go. You have to, bro. I think because yeah. we can't. With, the, with our energy, we can't waste that any of our energy on some bullshit. Yeah, that's. I love that, bro. I think I'm. I'm kind of yeah. on that same route too. Like I don't want anything negative around me. Yeah. If it's a negative, you gotta go. Friends, sometimes yeah. too. I've had yeah, this conversation. Part, yeah, I've it's had this part. conversation with some family. Like, yep. I don't want to be around this negative shit. Like, every time I feel like my energy comes my, in, like, my mood, like, in my mental. Yeah, because, because and I was just having this conversation, man. People that have negative energy, negative people in general, all they do is try to bring you down. You can be way up here with consciousness. If you meditate, you can, you can if you have great energy or, or whatever it may be, you can have somebody who's negative, And you can hang out with this negative person. You can be around them all the time. But eventually, that negative person, regardless of how good your energy and mindset you have, is going to drag you down, you know? And 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 I've had to, like I said, I've had to cut people out of my life. Like, one of the hardest things was was my ex-girlfriend, bro. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to cut her off. Didn't want to ask you about that, but I remember yeah, her. Yeah. I remember we talked yeah. a few times about that. I had to. I had to cut her off. You Definitely know, and it's real. it's a, a sad situation. It's a situation that hurts. It's hard to get over, but in the long run, it's gonna be better. You know. Yeah. yeah. And um, but yeah, getting back to the getting back to the uh the the topic though, um, so this is just joining this business. It just happened at the right time. I had people. I posted something from the CEO mm-hmm. on my, my Instagram story, and I had a couple people that I know talk to me about it. I'm like, hey, man, that's the CEO of our business and stuff. And I'm like, I've seen the stuff that this dude does, mm-hmm. the way his mind works, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, like this dude's making money, you know? And I'm like, I started trying to figure out ways, different ways how I can make money. Mm-hmm. That's the, essentially what it came down to. I started yeah. reading different books, mm-hmm. not just mental and leadership books, but also books about financial, financial financials yeah. and and business and how you can earn wealth. And that's know? a lot of things we don't learn, bro. That's bro about, they don't teach us this They don't teach school. us that. It doesn't matter where you're they from. They don't teach us in high school. They don't teach us in college. They teach us, you know, two plus two, but 
you don't learn about finances. You can't, you, but you can't take that two plus two and multiply it mm-hmm. in your life. How the hell are we going to multiply this money? Exactly. I, so the the biggest thing, and the, one of the biggest reasons is, is that I love this so much is that the thing that the path that I've been on as far as learning about finances, learning about money, trying to make my money work for me, mm-hmm. you know, instead of me going out and putting time into work for my money all the time. Yes, you know, bro. This business gives me an opportunity to to speak to people and be like, look, I'm going to make your money work for you, you know? And you gain people up on the knowledge that they don't have because yeah. everybody's super skeptical about stuff because they don't have the knowledge of it, you know. If, and I told my I told my but I told my friends, right? I told them, um, you know, shout out to Ceci and Anthony. But I told them, I was like, look, if you would have told me that what this was about, I would have never came. Yeah, I told them straight up. I was like, look, if you would have said you want to talk to me about, you know, you know, life insurance and financial services, mm-hmm. I would not have come. Definitely. But they told they didn't tell me about it. They just said, "Hey, come talk to us, man. Talk to us about some money. You know, maybe be something good with you or whatever." You know, I would not have went a hundred percent, and I was honest with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "But you know what? I'm glad I came because yeah. if I didn't come, then I would have a hundred percent would have shut that down, and I never would be a part of something that I'm a part of now. That's and, and I would not have helped the people I've already helped. And it's growing, you know. Definitely. And I, and I'm like. And I love it. You know, I just, that's another part of my competition. I can use my competition and competitive nature mm-hmm. in a different aspect of my life with a different business mm-hmm. and have success on the baseball field and on this side of it as well. Definitely. You know, starting to get something going until, boom, offseason comes, mm-hmm. bow, I'm back to it. Or know? the day that you don't play ball anymore. 100%. 100%. Yes, but this is something I can do also during during this season. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's another option. It's giving myself more... Um, it's you work when you want to work. That's the best you know? one in the world, bro. You work when you want to work. You whatever work you put in is what you can get out of it. Baseball's yeah. the same way. You put in a lot of work, you get rewarded for it. You know, Definitely. if you don't do anything, well, chances are you're not going to get much. Yeah, you, you know can, what I'm saying. You can't be content with a lot of shit. You look. can't. You can't be content. I think life insurance is something that we don't think about. Bro. Like me, and my friend, me, and my best friend has been friends for years, and I think yesterday or the day before was the first time we ever talked about stocks. And what the hell they really are. Bro. How do you make your money do Being patient. We're not used to We're used to. Let me get this back. DJing's yeah. fast money, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, let's get this money. Yeah. yeah. They don't understand the long game. Or we don't. I'm saying, I know they're going to play this. We don't understand the long game. 100%. And that's like 29 years old, grown-ass man for the first time talking about stocks. What are Bro. we going to invest in together, okay? I'm cool with putting up. Let's put this money up. But let's invest in Let's let it sit there and see mm-hmm. what the hell happens. Let's yeah. learn. What? And my thing was, too. They're like, well, who put you on? Like, no, I'm just, this is just me talking. Honestly, I've, yeah. just, I've been reading a little bit. And it kind of makes sense. And if we could just learn ourselves how to do this, we, we'll mm-hmm. be all right. Like, this yeah. is crazy. I think now that we're older, we're seeing opportunities like you're talking about arise. And I hope, I think we need to take them. 100%, bro. Like I said, and I believe in like the law of attraction. You know what I'm saying? You, you, what you put out, you get back. You yes. know? The universe and, is a crazy thing. Man, crazy. Yes. And I'm just getting into it. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? I'm just learning about these things. Definitely. And, you know, it's it's no coincidence that you picked up that book and that you read a little bit and you're like, you know what? I want to do stocks now. Or I want to learn how, where, how I can invest. Definitely. And that's what I was talking about earlier, man. Like, these books have so much game in them, mm-hmm. so much knowledge in them. And with what we have to do is we have to we have to realize that look if we want to be at that level that these millionaires are at, if we want to be at the level that these billionaires are at, we want to be at the level that these super successful business owners are at. Mm-hmm. We got to start surrounding ourselves with that 
get the knowledge from those people. You know, mm-hmm. you want to have success. You got to hang. You got to surround yourself with success. Those people, yes. You know, you got to learn. You got to pick their brain. You got to ask questions. You can't be scared to ask those questions. You got to change your <laughs> mindset to match yes. those people. You know, you duplicate what they do into your life. Put your own little spin on it, mm-hmm. and then you have that same success they have. You know, definitely. I was just told my brother this day. I found this out. It was just. Is going through it mm-hmm. and business, especially the answer is known to you. Ask it, you gotta ask the damn question. It's not you don't know the answer to Close mouth doesn't get fed, yeah, bro. Like, yeah. this is it's crazy how we're talking about this now. Like, the universe is really, I'm glad we did the pod, you know. Yeah. I feel the same way you're going through, especially in life right now. Like, thinking the long game, I'm not yeah. gonna DJ or go to school till I'm 50. I can't, what if mm-hmm. I don't want to be 65 doing anything hard labor, but I want to be able to kick it, have my sure. kids set generational wealth something yep. we don't really talk about right. as 100% as people especially where, I'm not this from Bakersfield but just people in general I think they don't think about because I think just life has us check by check we gotta pay this bill yeah. these bills are on us cycle bro and that's what I'm saying like I want to break that cycle you know exactly. I want to be able to make it to where my mom and dad don't have to pick up their wallet and pay for anything you Definitely. know Definitely. I want to do it to where my, my little brother's yeah, they don't have to struggle for nothing, you know. Definitely. I want to change the whole dynamic of how I grew up, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and how you know the obviously they grew up a little bit different than I did, you know, because yeah, obviously we have a little bit more now. But mm-hmm. the places that I grew up, the people that I've seen, you know, the 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 way my pops and my mom grew up, you know, mm-hmm. Lamont or on the east side, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to make it to where it's generational, like you said. Definitely. I want to be the first one that instills this and and and, and builds this, you know this kind of atmosphere Definitely. so where we can change it could change that because you can you control what you can control Definitely. like you spoke about earlier you know and this is something that I feel like is going to allow me to at least get my foot in the door with accomplishing that you know Definitely. it doesn't mean that it's going to be everything I do for the rest of my life you know um, but right now I know that I'm focused on I'm focused on baseball. I'm focused on getting this, um, doing this uh, PHP stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And I want to change the dynamic, you know. Definitely. I have goals. I have reasons why. My family, you know, mm-hmm. my life beyond baseball, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm not, like you said, I, I don't want to be working when I'm 65. Hell no. Not when I'm 65. Yeah. I want to be. I want to be chilling. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? I want to be kicking it. I want to be. I want to be able to go wherever I want to go, whenever I want to go. I to always it. tell people I don't want care about being rich. I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to be like, yo, you want to go somewhere? Okay, let's go. We've got to look twice at it. Ah, oh, shit. I don't think it's a good ain't looking too good right now. Yeah. See the way my bank account set up. Yeah, okay, I, don't like that, bro. I don't want to be like that, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, just on Monday, like, me and my girl said, you know what? I'm class got canceled. Like, you could afford to take a day off, right? Yeah, let's go. Let's go out there. Let's go figure yeah. it out. Let's go, yeah. let's go do something we haven't done before that we haven't done yeah. in the field. That's the type I want to maintain that honestly. Yeah. But it's gonna take more than just DJing. I think we gotta. It, it's about investing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm telling my guys right now. We gotta invest now. Yeah. You gotta make your money work for you. And honestly, the coronavirus, the stock market's down. Best time to hop buy. in. That's why I don't hop in. Yeah, it's scary. We don't know what's gonna happen. This is un, uncharted territory for us little East Side boys. Yeah. But hey, we could put something in there. You know, it could grow in a year. Yeah. And we'll be like, damn, okay, maybe we take that out and buy it a little more bigger. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that's really I'm really interested in, bro. I think that's something we definitely have to take a crack at it right now. One hundred percent, man. I, I hear you, and like you said, the time, the timing is always right when it's the time for you. You definitely, know, bro. everybody's timing is different. I don't believe in timelines. Tell my friends yeah. that all the time, especially like my sister, my little brother. 
why do you have to do that? Why do you feel like you have to do that at this time? Is someone telling you this shit? Yeah. Like, no, I'm 29. I'm still, I think, okay, I got it figured out now. Mm-hmm. I thought at 25, 24, I had yeah. it figured out now. You know what's funny is that you're going to look at yourself when you're 30, let's say 33. Yeah. I got it figured out now. I thought I had it figured out when I was 29. <laughs> Definitely, bro. You know, and that's just how it goes. That's the beauty of life. Yep, you learn more. You learn more, you get more out of it. I'm learning, too. We got to take advantage of each day. Each day could I mm-hmm. I know and this is before Kobe passed. I was kind of using this mama mentality of yo, you don't yeah. know what's gonna happen tomorrow. I'm Facts. putting my best thing forward now. Facts. Like I gotta figure out what I want to do. Maybe I do go into teaching or something, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe I'm gonna expand because you're. And that's another thing too. People know about the pod. We're family. Our pops came up together. Yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. remember. Like I always tell you the story. I remember we we hung out a few times when we were young. You showed me the Fuji's. Like, that was crazy shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've had a conversation with your pops. Man, you know, I think he bought one of my shirts, bro. We had, like, a three-hour combo just about coaching. Yeah. And him, his advice, like, yo, not don't take the whole year off, but just take a step back. Yeah. And see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that year, dude, he was eventually, he was he was inevitably right. I took mm-hmm. this year off and just did stats. Okay, now I know I just observed it from a whole different yeah, level. You, to, you have another appreciation for the game, and you learn so much. More. And now, if I get this, if I think I'm going to probably take one of these jobs at Foothill now as a coach. It's like, okay, I needed that year off yeah. just to kind of men- get that mental down, and I, I don't got to be in the gym all the time. Yeah, but that's why I'm. That's why I'm really appreciative of your pops too, bro. He didn't have to give me the game. Yeah. he did it out of love. Yeah, it's family. And that's why, and especially like today, the podcast. You man, you could be doing a thousand different things, or you go get this money right now. Mm-hmm. But you're here bro and that's why i really yep, appreciate love. you my that's guy love, and, yeah. and it's awesome bro i think this is um a great pod your number this is number 40 for me um i remember number one was crazy but yeah, i never yeah. i didn't even th- see like i didn't even think about 40 yeah i was yeah. like oh let's just go i go let's pod by pod yeah. and like you, you see here i don't got questions and shit you know yeah, I was, freestyle. I, freestyle i like it's it bro like yeah. i can't i want because i think it's i think it's a real conversation you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's not Oh, I got these questions set up for you. Like I really kind of knew what I wanted to talk about with you. Yeah, now, yeah. like well, yesterday, bro, like with you in that room, my guy, I was kind of like, okay, this is that's is that you're in your element right there, mm-hmm. and it, not everybody could get someone hyped up like the crowd. Like they believe in what you're providing for them, bro. Yeah, not everybody has that art. They don't, bro. I, I guess you call it charisma, mm-hmm. but they. It's kind of the gravitation. They gravitate towards you, bro. Appreciate it. And that's that, yeah. cool, my guy. Like, that Thank really, you. like, that put a smile on my face, my mm-hmm. G. And everything I was just doing, were you playing baseball or whatnot? But mm-hmm. that, yesterday, like, okay, I like that, my guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I can see you doing that and doing it, being great at it. Thank you. Because not everybody can be great at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple friends there, too. Sometimes they don't got the hustle. Yeah. And I think with PHP, you have to have the hustle. I think that's kind of a misconception. People think, oh, I was enjoying it. And yeah. it's going to saturate a little well, bit. That's, well, that's the thing. You put it, like I said, bro. Yeah. You put whatever work you put in is what you're going to get out of it. You Definitely. Know? I had, it's not even been a month since I've been in the company, mm-hmm. and I've put in work. Mm-hmm. You know? I've put in work. I've passed people up that have been in the business for, for a year. Mm-hmm. But it's all about whatever they're willing to do. I did it in a month, and people didn't do it in a year. Definitely. You know? But it's because I was like, you know what? I want to, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. You People know? don't understand how important life insurance is. Bro, and that's something Good that, you know, and, not just, and it's not just life insurance, though. It's debt. We're getting people out of debt, you know? <sighs> it's it's, edu- it's education. Mm-hmm. Even, like, I can come sit down with you right now, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to sell you anything. I don't get paid to sit down with you and talk to you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I do get paid, commission off of, based off of what you get. Mm-hmm. But my goal isn't is to sit here with you and just get paid. It's to 
educate you, you know. Mm-hmm. So whether or not you get whatever I'm, whatever you, you buy, what I'm selling, you kicking up what I'm putting, you picking up what I'm putting down. Mm-hmm. At least if you don't want it, at least now you have a little bit more education what you had before, you Definitely. know. Because it's not just with life insurance, bro. It's with debt settlements. It's with credit um, card debt. Yeah, it's it's with everything. Financial, other financial services. Like you talked about stocks. You yeah. talked about those things. Mm-hmm. It's helping you out with those things. Putting your money in a, in a safe place. That's always going to be safe, and also always have gains for you at some point. You know, mm-hmm. throughout life, throughout time, you're always that money's protected. You're going to have gains, and you're going to be straight. Definitely, bro. Yeah, I don't think, and that's what I said. I think, especially us Latinos, bro. We're so used to just getting. We're gonna get the car. We're gonna get the credit card debt. We're just gonna we're gonna just pay it off little by little mm-hmm. and let that interest just accumulate, just yep. take us down, and we'll worry about it in ten years. Yep. That's something I don't want. Like honestly, Art, and this yeah. I don't care. I'll put on the pot. I don't have. I never had a credit card before, bro. Mm-hmm. I've always told don't do it. And I felt okay. Now my friends tell me, dude, you're smart for never doing that shit. Okay, but how do I get in this game now? Like if I yeah. If I don't have the credit, like the car was yeah. cool, I had it and I was working like full time at that time. Mm-hmm. But how do I get in this game now if I'm just going to be an entrepreneur? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I'm trying well, to figure out ways with the that. Credit, credit's important too. You know, you go to buy a house, you need credit. You feel me? So that's the game. It's the game. We bro. definitely got the game. And that's how you know they the government tries to get you. You know, definitely. You gotta have credit. You gotta have credit to do these things. You know, definitely. So, but it's about being smart with that. It's mm-hmm. not. It's about staying within your means. It's not. It's not about just oh, I have a credit card. I'm gonna go spend what I don't have. When you get that ten thousand dollar limit, just to yeah. take everybody yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's Definitely. not about that. It's not about spending what you don't have. It's about being smart and making sure whatever you spend, you can replace with money. You know, and and doing doing what's, what's right for you at the right times. Amen. And that's something else I got into too was credit cards. Yeah, like I grew up the same as you. Like you know, don't don't get credit cards. Don't get credit cards. Mm-hmm. Don't get credit cards. Until, like, I got my first one, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I started reading up on it. I was like, hey, look, you need credit for all this stuff. A car, you need credit for a house, all these things. So I was like, you know what, okay, what credit cards can I get the most out of? Mm-hmm. So instead of just getting any credit card, I started getting credit cards. I travel all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So I got a credit card that is going to give me points back. Mm-hmm. The more I spend it while I'm traveling, if I go to a grocery store, I get it, boom. Or if I get food, I'm boom, I'm getting points back. Mm-hmm. Everything I spend, I'm getting back. Therefore, what it's going to do for me is it's going to give me free trips in the long run. You know, it's yeah. going to give me perks from mm-hmm. spending using that credit card. Mm-hmm. So you got to find out what works best for you. And that's, you know, that's like my advice for you. You know, Definitely. you got yeah. to find out what card works best for you. Do your research, mm-hmm. make educated decisions. And then whenever you make that educated decision, you're going to be set. You know, you're going to be protected. You know, always make sure you spend what you can replace. You don't spend out of your means. That's all. That's always, I think, which, me and my brother take a lot of pride in that, bro. Like, we always like. Why do we gotta get the best? Of the best. Let's just do. We what, what can we afford? That's okay. with What we could afford. We don't. Why are we putting ourselves in debt? Mm-hmm. That's why I think we're really. My pops put us on that game. He's been on that whole. Why you want to live with the Joneses? You can still do what mm-hmm. you gotta do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we all get kind of sucked into. We want yep. the. We want the best. <clears throat> we want the flashy shit. But what is? The, yep. Is that gonna be more valuable in the long run? Yep. Been learning about you know. Which shit loses value right yeah. when you get it. Facts. People don't understand that. Facts. And another thing, real fast, is like my homie, you know, gets tax money, mm-hmm. paying off my debt, bro. Why am I gonna go splurge, pay off my debt? I'm like, okay, yeah. but I like that. We're making yeah. some financial decisions are sound. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that, bro. Yeah, bro. It's and it's it's growing up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like <sighs> dad said, keep like, keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses gets everybody in trouble. You know, <laughs> it gets everybody in trouble if you if you ain't the Joneses. Leads to a lot of things, you know? bro. Yeah, a lot so, of leads to a lot of things. 
is I've been reading as well. They, they talk about like if you want to get wealthy, you want to have, you know, you want to save more than you spend or whatever, then you got to live below your means. Yes. You live below your means. You save more money up. You make your money work for you. Then you can invest. You can get a real estate property. You can do whatever you want to do to, to make your money, you know, but you, you're not going to get rich by spending more than what you can. I'm always, my big, I think my goal for 2021, dude, is a barbershop. Something I want. Yeah. I think it's going to, I think I kind of got the idea. I got a good partner who's, I trust him. You know, was, sometimes you don't can't mix friends and business, yeah, but I think yeah. I, we can always make exceptions to it, you know? Yeah. Barbershop is something I really want to do, or mm-hmm. that's something I really want to invest in, bro. Yeah. Entrepreneur, yeah. bro. And it, everybody told me too much. Something like from my testimony, they're stupid. Don't do it. You need a fucking 40 hour week job. You need a job. How are you going to pay for yeah. everything? With you small, can't. Hey, small minds get small results, bro. You can't. And, and, and when I lost my job, Everybody told me, oh, you need to go get another one now. You can't yeah. make money off this DJ shit. You're not gonna, you can't book that many people. Yeah, bro. But wait, but wait, but the thing is, is that <laughs> everybody's caught in their own mindset, you know. And just because you couldn't do it doesn't mean I can't do they it. They put limits. They put yeah. limits on you, bro. Just because you can't, just because you feel like you can't do it, don't tell me I can't do it. Just because you feel like you know. You didn't have success when you tried to do this. Don't tell me I can't do it. You exactly, know? bro. People try to put that place limits on themselves, try to place those limits on everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's why we also don't have any education about finances or or, or life stuff. You Definitely. know, we just we live by what everybody else says and think that that's okay. And that's why the middle class is what it is. provides everything for the United States. And it's it's know? and the middle class is getting smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. bro. I think the person who really said Mijo do that was my grandpa. He had his own roofing company, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You do it, and just just give it your best shot." Like I did, it didn't work out, mm-hmm. but hey, I tried it, and it was the best time of my life. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, let me try this out. And honestly, it's been going pretty good, bro. Like, yeah, man, I'm happy. You see the lights are on, I'm my guy. Saying, I see the videos on the Instagram. Yeah, and, everything and I got just offered you some soda, Powerade, water. Yeah, and I yeah, got yeah. You know, whatever you want, my guy. Yeah, that was because yeah, yeah. you're coming. I, I, just, got the, I got the goldfish got on the goldfish, deck, bro. Right? Yeah. Like, whatever you want. And that's that bragging. That's just telling you. That's just for me. Like, yo, I'm, I want to be okay. I want to be comfortable, but yeah. I want to do it. At my, I want to work when I want to work. Your own pace. Like, bro. it's crazy how people, you know, and people kind of, I'm not t- they to talk down, but they're like, oh, it's like that. I'm like, guy, what, if I'm making more money in five days than I was making those five hour work, those five day work days, you know, but uh, we'll see, with 25 days out the month, mm-hmm. making more than five, like, that's a good. Yeah. I'm working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Maybe I don't have the benefits. Like I don't have the 401k I'm putting in anymore and shit. But or the life, or the health insurance. But I'm. That's why we're going to school. That's why we're yeah. going to hopefully get this teaching job. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm putting my. I'm trying to put my pawns in place for the future. But as of right now, 100%. the money got to keep coming in. And yeah. DJing's been cool, bro. Like and it's, that's why I kind of relate. Well, I'm going to places I've never been to. Yeah. Playing music. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of. I guess I'm good mm-hmm. at this. Like people, you know, they're paying yeah, me. Yeah. I'm, especially with Wayne's, they're they're trusting me to make their Wayne day memorable, day, bro. and it's for day. them. Yeah. Like, that's what's crazy. And I do, it, it's crazy, bro. Like, everything you're saying, I'm related to 100%. It's that positive energy. Mm-hmm. The universe places you. And if you're not smart enough to see the signs, that's kind of on you. The universe is always going to put those yep. signs in front of you. And then you got to kind of trust your gut. Yeah. I think that's why I did, bro. Like, everybody was saying, don't do it. Just get a job. You, if you even hate it, you're going to hate. Who likes working? 
Yeah. Shit. I like. Well, I don't got my shit in here. I like working now. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love it. Never love work. I'm sure you love work. You love baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And bro, I honestly just this is from bottom of my heart, man. Whatever you do, I want you to, to strive in my guy. It doesn't matter if it's baseball, like, bro, yeah, do, doing the PHP, and if it's later down the road, if we do something, I want you to strive, my guy, and I want you to be healthy this year, bro. That's always, always. I think I tell you that too. Mm-hmm. I always want you to be healthy, my guy, because. Yeah. You don't want. I don't want you to be sixty-five with a bad hip. You know what I'm man, saying? Man, Honestly, bro, I want to old man walk. I don't want none of that. But that forty, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want yeah. you to be healthy. And the same thing with your mom and dad, bro. Like, if your mom put me in that Mountain View. Like, she didn't even know I was coming. I walked up like Brandy. She's like, "You're the man from now on." You know that? <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. she didn't have to do that, yeah. my guy. Yeah. And Art and your sister too, bro. Are your brothers? Like, I want you. I honestly felt like always want the mm-hmm. best for you guys. Your family, bro. We came yeah, up brother, together. Thank and, you. Yeah. I appreciate you on the hey, podcast. You know, you know all the love is 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 thrown back your way too, bro. Oh, my, oh I know, bro. Vice versa. <laughs> I want you to succeed in everything you do, bro. Whether it be DJing, whether it be teaching, whether it be you know, podcast, podcast. Yeah, you know dude. What I'm saying? Get, help, you know, helping other people, helping educate people, whatever Definitely, it may bro. be, bro. I wish the best for you as well, man. Because it's all love, always. It's and, always, bro. And you have your crafts, I have mine. But at the end of the day. We, we have the same kind of... We're trying to win. We're trying to win. Definitely, bro. Yeah. Shout out to your pops, to your pops, man. Every time I hit him, he hit me back. And it's always, yeah. come over and, all right, cool. Just go over a little bit. Yeah. And just whatever, especially basketball-wise. He kind of mm-hmm. knows he knows the game. He loves yeah. the game. Yeah. It's, it's refreshing to get a different set of eyes on my situation sometimes. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? This is what I would do. And if you don't decide to go away, that's cool. Just let me know. We can figure I'll guide you if I can. And, yeah. And my pops loves him, bro. And it's real cool, man. But glad we came up and we're still doing things like this, man. Mm-hmm. So whenever you want to come back on the pod, come back, my guy. I wish you All luck right. this season. Safe travels, too, bro. I know it's Thank scary you, times Thank traveling you. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. But I hope you all, it's, everything's healthy, bro. And you have a great season, my guy. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you for episode having me, too. 40, bro. STS Podcast. 40, bro. Episode I want to mail you a hoodie, bro. I tried to get it done, but my cousin had her birthday and shit, so okay. I wasn't trying to make it work over yeah, time yeah, her birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a hoodie for you, my guy. Um, it's 2X okay? Uh, yeah, 2X. Or 3X. Uh, well, maybe 3, because if you, you know, sometimes you wash it yeah. or something. I yeah. got you a 3X. Come on, mail it out to you, bro. Get that to right. you ASAP. Thank you for coming right. on, man. Thank you, brother. Thank Art you. Charles, yes, STS Podcast. We're out. Out. All right, y'all, that was part one of the STS Podcast, episode 40. Appreciate my guy, Art Charles, coming on. A couple days ago, I had a I had a guest with my guy, Lodi. We went over um, some wrestling with you guys, some things that we wanted to get off our chest, some reviews, some album reviews of the latest music coming out. Hope you guys enjoyed part two of this podcast. This is with my guy, Lodi. This is going to be the Shooting the Shit segment. Lend me your ear. Here we go. All right, y'all, we are here for the Lend Me Your segment. We're here to converse lightly with no specific objective or topic in mind. I'm here to shoot the shit. I got my guy Lodi in the building. What's good, everybody? What's good, my guy? How you doing, bro? Chilling, man. Thank you for playing. being on the podcast, bro. Yeah, appreciate you I'm, for having me, man. I love first-time guests. Yeah. So you're in the rankings now for most guest appearances ever. I want you to know that. I know this ain't going to be the last time. Yeah. We got my guy Jay. He got two. My guy Magoo got five. Oh, man. Virus got three, I think. So we're gonna, I like to have consistent guests, bro. So hopefully we can yeah, do this more. Sure. Uh, I guess we should get because you know we have first time listeners and whatnot. We should get people background. So we've been cool for years. Yeah, our Laker love has always kept us together. You know, we don't. I'm um, your your Dodger fan. 
Yep. You're a Viking fan. That's what we differ. We always talk shit every time we yeah. see each other. It's all love. We come around for basketball. Though. Definitely bring the common denominator has been the basketball love, and we love our sports, love our hip hop. Um, you got the Mamba symbol. We got Nike on your left arm. We got the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the martyr. My idol. It's kind of hard to say the um, the late Kobe the Bryant. late Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah, we have Kobe on the shirt. You know, with his fifth championship. What was that? His third one. This is third one, huh? This one was the, the third one. Yeah, this was after the three feet. Times five. Okay, I see what's going on there. Go. Yep. So my guy Lodi's in here showing love. You know, I decided I wanted. We've been, we've been trying to link up for a while to do something, yeah. I guess, wrestling related. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad we're knocking it out now, bro. Seriously, yeah. like that's why I hit you and said we have a lot going on in wrestling. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was able to make it, you know? And it'd be fun, bro. I think uh, we got a lot of controversy in what we love wrestling. I know, like, we had no people say, oh, shit's fake. I don't give a shit. We exactly. love this shit. Like, this is a... You know, we kind of just get lost in the world, and it's like... You know, just appreciate the, the art, you know, because it is art form. And I get it, you know, the outcomes are predetermined. Everybody has the right... To make it look not, good, though, is an like art. It, but it's still... To make it look good, the art. Yeah, exactly. From the way you, I think the way you carry yourself to the ring, the way you get your promos, the way you work in the ring, uh, whatever they're giving, you know, yeah. whatever they're given at the time, they make the most of it. So yeah. people don't understand that aspect of it and yeah. just the grind. That's a grind. We always talk about we grind, we grinding. The game right here, the wrestling game is the grind. Yeah. I think I'm, I have um, a homie named Cruz. He's a prof- he's, he's a pro wrestler. He's, he's, he's out of the uh, Lance Storm Academy wrestling school. Crazy, huh? And I'm going to get on the podcast pretty soon, my G. We've been trying to link up, bro. He's from Bakersfield, so. Lance Storm? Where, where was his? Uh... Canada. Oh, it was in Canada, I think course. so, bro. I, was, I, was, I think he moved it, but as of right now, I'm just going to Canada. I don't know much. That's why I'm going to get Cruz on there if we can't share it. Um, one thing I want to share with people, our listeners, is I don't know how you feel, but I'm kind of like in shock of what the WWE's been doing lately. And I think I give a wrestling review every week, and I've been giving them props. Yeah, seems like the the in the in ring work, you know, they're they're going in a you know mania season, so seems like everybody's kind of bringing their A game. Like it doesn't seem like there's as bad of segments, you know. They got rid of, you know, at least you don't have that Lashley and Rusev thing going. Okay, on. so let's, we can hop into that. What do you? I'm sure we both think it's horrible. Um... Now that Rusev is out of the picture right now, whatever's going on with him storyline-wise. Well, that, his contract is running up, I think, uh, like after Mania. I think it's like in April. Yeah, so that's why he's just kind of like, you know, they don't know what to do with him. That's why I don't like when we don't follow up on these stories. Like, at least with Matt Hardy, he came back back-to-back weeks. And if gonna, that's going to be his exit with this few of Randy Orton, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, like that shit like made sense and whatnot. I like these just to make sense. I don't even yeah. need... Sometimes it could be, that doesn't make sense. I don't need it to be anything extra. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to know who's hidden behind the fucking the birdcage for six weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't care. That's that simple. I just want, and I bought the whole Rue 7 Bobby Lashley storyline. I got that. But yeah. it just got bad real fast. Yeah, they just went way over. They should have just cut it off there. I could have been cool with them getting married and uh, Rue 7 just coming out the cake. Yeah. We didn't need the extra bullshit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or a repeat of. The Eric Bischoff, Billy and Chuck wedding. Yeah. I would have been kind of, oh, they did that before, but hey, it worked. So let's make it work again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think they dropped the ball several times with Lashley in general. He's been having opportunities to go against Brock. 
and they never really made that happen, right? Are they? They, they haven't. They still haven't faced since he's since he's been back with the company. No, we. That's a legit. That's, we. It's that, simple. We could believe it. That that's a few, but like it's just it's crazy. They just can't build Lashley right. I don't know. Like he's in his his mic work just is terrible. So that that doesn't help his character. He has to have like Lana or when he had Geo uh, uh, Rush. Is that Leo nice? Rush. Leo Rush. Okay, yeah. And he he. So fans need to be able. It has to be like a two sided thing. Even though Lesnar doesn't do his talking, but he's got Paul Heyman. Definitely. That's why pairing like Paul Heyman with a guy like Lashley could, could probably do wonders. But you know, it, and that that's what I was thinking too. I'm glad you. Know, that's why I'm, another reason why I wanted to bring you on because you have different perspectives and different. Ways we like have a discussion. I can't really have a discussion. Where I'm just giving my thoughts and opinions. Sometimes I'm rushing through my re- my wrestling reviews. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hate that shit. I can't get to the good. We can't talk about Rusev and Lana and what will we do with Bobby Lashley on just a regular segment because yeah. I just bought myself. I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. I can't. Like, I, there's so much other good shit out exactly. there. So like, that's why I feel like Bobby Lashley. You know, I, man, craziest line ever. Shout out to Jim Cornette. He was watching. He has a segment on his pod where he watches Raw for the first time in years. Just, just he doesn't watch it. You know how he's, he's yeah. a big creep. Doesn't like this new stuff. Yeah. And he his biggest complaint was Bobby Lashley. He said, "And if any of the writers say they can't write anything for him, then fire the fucking writers." Yeah. Like okay. Why not just book him as you know just a badass that he is? I mean, and have, he, he went in. He wasn't. He was in martial arts, and you know he was he was doing like real fighting, much like how Jack Swagger did and Lesnar did, and that Jack you know, Hager. Yeah, look at his Jack role. Hager. That's why I like Jack Hager in AEW. He hasn't said a word since he's been in AEW. He's a certified badass. Yeah, and I need him honestly to go over on Saturday against who, who, Dustin who, Rhodes. He's going against Dustin Rhodes. Okay. Yeah, that's his first bout. Um, I need him to go over. I need him to be at least somewhat. Um, it wasn't a fight. Give the give the man. I think they gotta give uh, Dustin. I'm so you saying go Dust. I think if I was them, Dustin would have to put him over. I think you have to, and it shouldn't even be a. It should be competitive. Be a it shouldn't be a big like, fight. I still, think. still no. What well, I, I don't think it should be a squash either. Definitely I mean, not. He's give Dustin his. Okay, give Dustin he's, his due. He, yeah, exactly. Give him his due. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it look good. At least you know. I mean, he's gonna try. You know, at it, mm-hmm. at his age, you know, he's still able to you know be in the ring. And, he works well. Yeah, he still he still works well and whatnot. And you know, he's into a, a role. You, it's kind of like more realistic versus his gold dust persona in WWE. He's Vince, like 50, Vince, How old is Dustin Rhodes? But I'm sure Vince obviously pr- probably owns the. The right to the gold dust character. Definitely you know, easy call. You, you know you know how the politics go down. Do you know in WWE? But he he was probably over it anyways. He said he was. He's fifty years old, bro. Who? Dustin Rhodes is fifty years old. Oh shit! And he moves better than Taker at fifty years old. Put Taker in him. That's why I always like. I think now that we're kind of older, we kind of more in tune with the game. Dustin Reynolds' style was meant to preserve him for this long of a duration. Yeah. God willing, he's healthy and whatnot. He doesn't take really big bumps or take those high risk maneuvers like Taker does. He'll jump. He'll jump off. You know, he's taking dives off the rope. Taking, he, would, he would do that one jump to 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 the outside. How many tables did he fucking put a leg drop through? Yeah, that too. Oh, 
that honestly takes a toll. And we see it now his bad his hips are bad. You know the take injuries takers had. Probably even him hitting a tombstone, I never really thought about it, but even his, that probably could be somewhat painful, you know? His knees, bro. Yeah, because your knees. You're having that's to, not like, fake. Take, exactly. That's not fake. I tell people that all the time. Like, those bumps aren't fake. The, yeah. the damage on the body is really can't. Yeah. That's an any sport. Gymnast does gym massive 15 years. You're going to get some, you know, arthritis of the joint, you know, shit like that. I, I guess it's just the believability, you know, that, like, people have, you know, problems with, like... Like, when you watch, like, AEW, you know, I, I, I even watch it with uh, my boy Rob, shout out Bass. Hey, shout out my guy Bass. Good day, you know, by the way. We, good guy. we tweeted him. Didn't even see your tweet yeah, at the time. Crazy. Just because the night before we had a good, he's a good homie. Yeah. He's a good homie. Yeah, And we, exactly. we got love for each other. We got respect. Yeah. He's always been solid. And shit. Always been solid. But, bro. yeah, like, all, he doesn't, he doesn't care for wrestling really at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he cared for it, you know, back then when it was, like, the attitude era don't cold and stuff yeah you know when, when everybody was watching him when it was at its peak but he'll sit down and like i'll watch AEW with him at his house and he'll even you know kind of like get into it you know because it, it it looks it looks just way more legit like a, the contact it's not like it's hits. not one way everybody yeah. it's like wwe everybody's one way now yeah. I, I was uh, during the battle um battle rumble the royal rumble did you watch the royal rumble pay-per-view I did watch the Royal Rumble. Okay. That's one pay-per-view I always watch, watch back from the back. Watch, watch no matter what. The Women's Battle Royal. Women's Royal Rumble, sorry. It's a Battle Royal essentially. The they women's. have they have yet to master that. That was, that was the that was the third Women's Rumble and it's just the ma- it's they, different with the men. They they haven't found a good one yet. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's different for them. Like you, you know, it's their third one. You yeah. know, the men's Royal Rumble. Some of these, and there's a lot. There's great workers, right. but there's a lot of people in that Rumble too are not good workers. Yeah, and they're not over. There's nothing you can do about that. I'm and, sorry. And, and it's a whole different element when it's a battle royal. He's going a five three, five four, trying to throw each other ropes. It's hard for a six foot two guy to go out effortlessly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like all these women look the same. Load. See, we have blonde hair. Yeah, the blondies, which is great. I'm not dissing that, but there's nothing that's like fuck. There's there's nothing that's really standing out to me in that in that rumble that I could really think of. Well, maybe when Baszler Baszler came out, right? Yeah, like Shayna Baszler came into the women's. And her and Ripley had that little thing at yeah, the end. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that 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 was pretty cool. That that was I felt like the, like the only memorable thing. You like Ripley and Charlotte going into WrestleMania? I like it, but I also dislike it for a reason that i just feel like you know like i guess they're trying i get it they're trying to make nxt like equal to to raw and smackdown but you know you you look at their you know what i mean it's it's hard for like people to be like okay you know they gotta not, keep up but the, the diehard fans like they know about nxt the nxt is probably the best thing they got running in all the there's a wrestling show yeah so i i the one thing I like about it, I guess, is just because I'm not going to have to see Charlotte versus someone we've already seen her face multiple times. And you no, know what I mean? Yeah. We, we've seen Charlotte be at the top for so long, and she's wrestled, you know, basically everybody time over and time over again. I, I like it for the fresh matchup exactly. aspect. Do you, I feel like this is like a Mayweather-Canelo moment. Yeah. Rip is young still, but she's 23. Yeah. you big things, and I want to see this bout too, but I feel like... It was a little too soon, but then again, yes. But now we got to take into consideration Charlotte could show up on XT now on Wednesday nights, like they did this past week when they had the main event. And maybe this, obviously, this is all probably you know long, you know, 
long story development, you know, going going into it. So maybe maybe that's the plan. You know, NXT needs to get um, more ratings. They haven't yet beat uh, AEW since they you know decided they, they were gonna they're gonna go toe to toe with AEW. Yeah, they've yet to win in, in like they only win like in two two of the demographic like categories. Mm-hmm. I guess they rank it by age. It's crazy how we learn about that through wrestling. Yeah. I never knew about that. So I watch yeah. wrestling like demographics eighteen to forty nine. Yeah, like AEW is average, averaging like seven hundred fifty. Not like more like seven hundred sixty to like eight hundred thou. They'd be sometimes getting up in the nine thousand. You see, like the NXT had seven twenty this week. Yeah, and they had eight forty eight sixty. There's there's a guy on Twitter I always see that he always tweets the yeah Alver, uh, Brian Alvarez, Alvarez yeah he, I think so I think shout out to my guy Donuts he got me a Brian Alvarez book a hundred things every wrestling fan every WWE wrestling fan should know or do before they die oh crazy dude that's, it breaks down it's like a history of WWE breaks yeah. it down too shout out to Brian Alvarez but yeah that's what I like too bro like I like the but then I I'm really appreciative too now that you know what we're talking about in the car we see things in bigger perspective and whatnot in life I'm just happy I got two wrestling shows to look at yeah I love that at the same night we can go back and forth again for like yeah. a kid that's why I think what I love about wrestling it kind of makes me nostalgic until I was a young kid and now I'm watching this shit happen again. Yeah, like a com- at like commercial break you can order go over yes. and see you know yeah. <sighs> Not as big as it was back then. Of course, I don't even know if they're ever going to make a big enough star to bring the masses back. Um, just a weird suggestion. I wrote this to Tony Khan today, actually. So I don't know what you got to do. But if I was you, I'll throw every dollar I can against Stone Cold my authority figure. For AEW? He won it. I know he won it, but imagine. Money talks too, dog. Lodi, they would come, though. They need a, and honestly, they kind of want to be different from WWE. You need an authority figure because they don't got that right now, and you can do it better than they ever did. They don't but, have to be Steph but, and Triple H. But, and shit. but at the same time, that's kind of what makes AEW cool is that they don't have that. You don't think that's gonna have to happen eventually, though? I feel like somebody has to dictate the direction. Everybody, oh, I think every wrestling promotions had someone like that. But let the wrestlers do it. That's what I kind of like about it. They're letting the the wrestlers have like basically all the cre- creative. Yeah, right? I like that. You know, and I don't want Tony Khan as a character either. Yeah, what's not? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they need an authority for you. I guess you're right. It's working, but if they really want to test the waters and see where this shit could go. How much can you give Austin just to show up and just be an authority? You don't got to take belts ever. You don't got to stun no one ever. Yeah, that's how I would put it. This is a whole new, this is a whole new journey for Stone Cold too. I think when he was like the you know president owner, or whatever, he was taking bumps, stunners. Everybody expected that. With the what channel kind of kill it? To be honest with you. Yeah, and the fact that they still do it to this day. <sighs> yeah, man. It's like you know, let it go. Just fantasy world. I'm thinking, just you know, it never say never. Yeah, but that would be awesome to see Stone Cold as a third authority uh, role there at AEW. Chris Jericho is doing good stuff right now. I don't know if you've seen the weigh in with John Moxley this past week. It was funny as fuck. Oh, uh, they did a weigh in. Yeah, it was awesome. I seen Chris bro. Jericho post that 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 cut that he had. Had Moxley game the head, but my guy, and it was legit. Yeah, it was cool to see. I don't know if you, um, if all of your listeners check this out. When, when he comes out and they're singing Judas. Oh, yeah, they've been doing that oh, the last God, few weeks. Today, Nate, la, la, uh, Wednesday night, best one yet. 
It was crazy. They all walked out holding each other's shoulders and shit. It was crazy. Like, I liked to make it so simple, Lodi. Yeah. That's why I like when it's so simple. And there's stuff I'll call out because it makes sense to me. Like, okay, they're getting it. They're thinking like, I guess, average person now. Just keep it simple. Yeah. But what would you really do? Like, I don't know. Like, there's a, there was a segment with Moxley and Omega. Moxley had the broom and he couldn't hit him with it. But I'm like, you should though. That's a broom. Just put it through the ground, walked away. That was awesome. Like, it's real. It's simple. It makes I I can believe it. They can yeah. bullshit me because I believe in their world. Cody Rhodes. I don't know if you seen the steel cage last week. I didn't see the match, but I I seen I seen the I seen the jump. <laughs> that was awesome. Insane. The 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 match was good too. Wardlow's a good character. Yeah. This is more AEW now. Um. Kenny Omega and uh sorry, my guy Pac. I was gonna say Neville. Pac, they opened up the show this week. I thought that was a great fucking match, dude. I'm cool with the 30 man Iron match. Let me see here. Yeah, the Iron Man match, that was cool that they did that. I put I love the Iron Man starting up the night. I didn't like that um Paige didn't walk out with Omega. Um he came out with the young bucks, so I'm uh, sorry. Uh, I'm making him out the young bucks. Who he's gonna face this Saturday? I wasn't really feeling that. Like, why would you walk out with your opponents? Yeah, that's weird. It was stiff, bro, but it was beautiful work. It was stiff and beautiful work. I thought with the Omega and um and Pack. But I thought I kept seeing yeah. Devil. I'm so used to Devil, bro. Yeah. Pac, the promos from Pac have been great too. Yeah. I like that. Um, I didn't care for the DQ. Counting as a point, I guess. Guess I yeah. Didn't, didn't really care for that. How'd you feel? I I didn't really care for it too too much either. But and stopping like fifteen seconds in between a pin. Yeah. Like, no nah, count. We're gonna keep this as a double disqualification. This is last man standing. Every second yeah. counts. I guess that out of the whole match though, that'd probably be the only thing that was probably everything else hit. That snapdragon suplex. Yeah. Kenny Omega does that really well. Yeah. I like that. It's, um, it looks real. Sharp. Yeah. He's at the top of his game too. No matter what I don't like his what they're doing right now as in tag team champ. But maybe he Paige needs that. We gotta build the division. We could do it the way we thought we could. We gotta put Kenny in there. We kinda have to build the division again. Make tag team titles work something. Also, are they tag team champs? Paige and Omega are tag team champs right now. Wow. I know I'm like, what the fuck? Which is cool, it's different, right? But it's it's it's, uh, yeah, my guy Lodi's telling me right now, I gotta drink this screwdriver. Drink your mind, bro. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. You drink all that? Yeah. You want some more? Want some of mine? Sure. My guy Lodi. The screwdriver's not bad, yo. I never, like, I, did, I discovered this late in life, my guy. Yeah. You don't drink a lot? Yeah, I'm not much of a drinker, honestly. You know, I always cared to. Smoke more than drink, just yeah. I, I like that, you know, high a little better. You know? I like this drink, I like the but, screwdriver, but shit. yeah, when I drink, it's usually beer. But you know, th this is this is good, you like this, yeah, real easy to make, too, bro. Yep, real, real easy, yeah, I like it a lot. I like the Michinuka driver off the apron onto the floor, and that that brain buster to that pack did the Omega, yeah, see, that that's art. To do that and not fucking break his neck on both maneuvers. Yeah. Loving commentary, by the way, too. I'm cool with JR, Shivani, and 
And Taz. Uh, and Taz is oh Taz is awesome. Yeah. Taz is real awesome. I like Excalibur. He does like you said, vets. You know, they keep they keep it on the action. They don't get distracted with that, Yeah, they don't gotta do all that. But they know too, dude. That's what I love about what this company's doing. They're led by people who know what the bullshit is and what's gonna work. They know what works. JR's a great mind. You listen to his podcast? Not really. Well, whenever you get a chance, bro, you should definitely check it out. If you like booking or common sense, JR provides it. Yeah. JR provides it, bro. But all five that. podcasts really provide some, I guess, insightfulness. Like Arn Anderson's a great, great wrestling guru, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's crazy what he says on his podcast for free. He gives it out for free. Like, it's a real game. I like that. Yeah. And those are like AEW signing them. AEW is probably my favorite company, bro. And it's so sad to see because you know me. I love my WWE, bro. I mm-hmm. want them to win so bad. I want them just to not even win a head to head battle. Just win me with good shit. You have everybody you need. They have a great roster, bro. They could do some off the wall shit. I think they're in a position to take a chance. Yeah. Like, Big E, let him loose. Oh, right, remember NXT, how we had the, the four count? Mm-hmm. You know, you're telling mm-hmm. me that you can't you can't book them like that and like WWE, like, they can't be New Day forever, right? I mean, like, eventually they're going to... But I think if they break them up, what are they going to be? Well, Kofi, not... well Co- I mean, you know, Kofi kind of proved, you know, they gave him his moment as, you know, he got the WWE Championship. So if he if he you, got that opportunity... You think, Woods will, you think Woods will be able to get over like that? I don't know about Woods. That's what I'm thinking but, about. But Big E. Oh, yeah. I, I think at least Woods, you could, like, you could put him in the mid-card. You know, you could have him competing for the IC or the U.S. belt. If I was them, too, if I'm there, we got to make this title mean something, y'all. Yeah. Somebody really, we got to figure this out. Who's who's the U.S. champ right now? Uh, U.S. champ. Oh, yeah, my guy was suspended for 30 days on draw day. Just a negative. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, had a, he was having a great run. Yeah. But, hey, when you lose your spot, like Angel Garza now. Now he's in that spot. Yeah. I like Angel Garza, bro. He's a really good wrestler. I like how Mysterio's competing with all all those up and comer lucha. They guys. need that. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a saying too. You don't get good unless you start wrestling good people. That's a that's a good bet right there, doing. And he's doing, more than willing to do that. Bro. Doing 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 that solid, yeah, because he knows he's you know he's coming to his end. Because people did that for him when he was coming yeah. up, bro. Wrestling's a real gentleman's game if you really think about it. The way the old timers think, like you don't pay me any money, you pay back by you giving the game to the next generation. Yeah. Just like we're talking about in class. Like, like yeah. I feel like sometimes I am the oldest cat in class. Like yeah. I don't know if people we're going way off topic now. But that's what's cool about the podcast. We do shit like that. It's a regular convo. We're just shooting the shit. Exactly. Shooting the shit. That's why I feel like with these young cats, my like, yo, we gotta talk because this communication thing we gotta get down. We're yeah. in trenches. No one's gonna get this grade but us. Like, and it's not you. Can, like with these labs, you can't work by yourself. You're only, right. only as good as these. Like, so I've kind of caught myself doing shit like that. Just kind of give these kids the game. It's wild. It's a beautiful thing. But yeah, WD's not giving us the game. Let's talk. Let's get back on topic where we're. I'm pissed off. Goldberg's our new Universal Champion. Yeah. He just made his appearance two weeks ago. I got problems with that, and certain like there's certain things I just don't like. I, I honestly was thinking, like, you know, he, he wasn't going to win. Uh, I seen that he got the match with The Fiend, and, I, you know, I, I know the ratings have been, 
you know, in the plummets and WrestleMania, they try to pull out all the stops always. And so he, they want to have every star they possibly can on the card. He brings the ratings up too. Yeah, he does. There's a bump there every yeah. time he shows up. People you tune know, in because it is Goldberg. So, and you know, don't don't really know how I feel about it, but like the the point that I I was thinking of was they would have pulled for the Fiend over Reigns if they would have that one. Why not match. just go with the Fiend then? Because Why not just keep writing that? Why do we have to switch it up at every WrestleMania? I guess just with Reigns' history at WrestleMania, I guess they kind of want to keep up with that. Uh, I don't like dom- that. Dominance. Has he lost at Mania yet? Is 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 Roman undefeated at Mania? He's, I don't know. So he's beat Triple H, beat Undertaker. Hmm. Let's find out. But... I think we can't be thinking like that, bro. I know yeah. we love that type of shit, I, but I, I guess you know it's hot right now. The fiend's the best in the, I love it's the, the fiend. best. Yeah, e- everybody, you know, mo- most people would agree with that. You know, the fiend is definitely the best thing that WWE has going right now, and it, you know, his character was cool because it was unique and. Yeah, you know, balance between like two different like personas, monster a little bit. Yeah, like, and you've seen him like in all of his matches he was having, especially with Danny Bryan. He's kicking out of two, three finishers in a match. Strapping. Like you, like you, yeah, you can't, you can't keep this full down. Like, and then he's unstoppable. Gonna, my thing is with WWE. Okay, they had the Seth and the Fiend at the Hell in the Cell, and that ended bad. That killed Seth's character, in my opinion. The way oh. look at the DQ finish. Yeah, that killed. He he Rollins. He he just can't be face. He yeah. needs to not be a face again. Like and, and he'll let, be back. Yeah, and yeah, but make sure before you put him as a face again, like he super super gets over as a heel. Which obviously he's like he gets there all the time, but you know how the WWE fans work nowadays. You know they kind of pull for more like you know the hills sometimes. And they yeah they want to be rebellious. Yeah. They don't want what's fed to them. Exactly. I don't want what's fed to me. I don't. I don't even know how to say this. I want to sting a taker in my fantasy world, but I'm. I'd rather take. I would rather have taker do something else. Yeah. Well, oh, not taker. Oh, I'd rather see taker with the fiend right now. If it was my job, because we could, maybe sting can't go. I don't need to see him with AJ. I think AJ is the perfect opponent for him. He though. could get him. Yeah, he's gonna make him look good because AJ exactly. AJ can will make him look good, and AJ's good at working like uh, slower style matches. You know, if he has to work, he'll like sell for too. Yeah, he'll sell for Taker, but they need they they just we we've seen the bad Taker matches, you know, and you know in some of the manias. Yeah, so be careful how they use them. You know what I mean? Just honestly, just just be safe. He don't got a lot left. Exactly. So just let's just keep it like five minutes and under, and that's probably and that's exactly what we're gonna see with with Goldberg and Reigns. Because if we expect anything more out of Goldberg, we know how he works. It's you know, less than five minutes. And there's nothing it, wrong it, with it's, that. It's the five match. It's the five moves of doom. Yeah. You know. And I think he does have a real style, so I'm cool with him winning like fast. Or yeah. Winning life, like winning in a fast no matter three, four or five it minutes. Just, it just sucks that it's at the benefit of guys that are up and coming. Like when his last run when he did that with Kevin Owens and Horrible. You know, this year he does it with the Fiend and it's like you guys build up the Fiend, you know, make him look unstoppable and then boom just have him just lose. Like Unless that. they don't really give a fuck about yeah. storyline. Yeah. I feel it too. They don't probably give a shit. They want what they want, which is cool. Yeah, the the time period that the pay per view came on, I 
I was at work, so I, I wasn't I wasn't able to to watch it, and I, I wasn't really planning on watching it. Yeah. I'm not mad at Roman and Goldberg either, honestly. Yeah, I'm cool with that, but because he, you know, they're passing they're they're passing the baton to, to Reigns, and but at the same time, like, are are fans really like fully with Reigns again? But damn, it's like one of those things too. Though, I yeah. guess since he got back from like you know I, you his know, battle with leukemia, leukemia, you know it obviously built built up some you know like sympathy from fans. So he probably gained more just like naturally, just like that, and like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like he gets hated on as much. Mm-hmm. But I'm just glad he's moving on from that Baron Corbin feud. That was like wow. five straight fucking pay per views, bro. They really pushed that. I like Corbin the Hill role. He's doing yeah. well in that in his role, but they, I don't want to see rolling him they, anymore, bro. They put bro. him on that episode of SmackDown for that that uh, segment on SmackDown for a reason with The Rock. <sighs> you know they're really they're really high on Baron Corbin, and he'll deliver. He has a good. He does good work. Yeah, I think he's still missing something though. Yeah, he's missing that finisher. I think that's just to me. I don't like his finisher. He's missing that. And what's what's his finisher called again? But it looks. End of days. That what's called? I don't know. I still like the finisher and just I something. Kinda, I kind of like the finisher. Mm. Mm. That's just me though. I just think he's missing something though. And my biggest bitching, I probably bitch a lot on this podcast, is Daniel Bryan is not even up on top on top of that card. Yeah, they're How's they're, that? they're they're like lost with him right now. How do you like, get lost with that man? Yeah, like. That's why I was kind of hoping that maybe it would have like another hoorah with, with Wyatt. You know what I mean? Why not try to have like closure? Like I wouldn't be mad at him and Goldberg. Daniel Bryan and Goldberg. Something different, but for the title, let Daniel Bryan get his fucking WrestleMania moment. Let Daniel Bryan go from Goldberg. Oh fuck! Yeah, you got to put him through hell, put him through a table, do whatever the fuck you gotta do. How smart of me? That's why you're the best in the world. They they they, they got to protect Goldberg at all costs. We've seen how that match with Taker went. It's it's best just to keep him in short sprints. That's why his WrestleMania match that he had with Lesnar last year was perfect. They they paced that perfectly. They both you know messed each other up. It wasn't that long of a match, and you know obviously Lesnar went over, and you know. We haven't even spoke about, you know, Lesnar. He's facing McIntyre. Which I'm intrigued by. I'm very intrigued by and McIntyre's going to win. I hope so. He needs to. But see, that's what I'm talking about. I hate predict- predictability in fucking wrestling. I want to be shocked, bro. I want to be like... Well, I mean, we've been shocked. You know what I mean? Like... like we know McIntyre's going to win. That's how fucking... That's how... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Predictable their booking has become though. Yeah, that's one. That's that aspect. That's maybe AEW is too fresh. We don't know what the we don't know their history of moves. You know, WWE we kind of know what they're gonna do now. What business moves they have and why they do it. The biggest show of the year, they they typically kind of want to have the the face go go more over. So is that why you think they did? Hey, let's fuck the Fino, put Goldberg on. People are gonna hate it anyway. So maybe if they hate it enough, we get Roman over. Yeah. And I feel like after Roman Reigns wins inevitably, because obviously we know Goldberg's not going to be back. He doesn't have a lot left in him either, bro. Yeah, that, that, that's another thing with having him win the belt. Like, we know like Goldberg's not going to be here for a long time. Uh, we know he's, like, retired. So our two champions are going to be into WrestleMania, believe it or not. 
It's fucking Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Right? Who would have fucking thought? I get, you know, they try to pull, they always try to pull out all the stops and Mania and try to get as many. They got to build the card to where they'll try to get, you know. That's why I was telling my friend, like, is Vince scared that he might not fill the roster the way he thought he was going to do or fill the stadium? Which, which is crazy because, like, the talent that they have on the overall, on the overall roster right now is deeper than what it's been. Ever. In a long time. Yeah. I just feel like they kill everybody's momentum, bro. They never give the motherfuckers a chance to be loved forever. Another thing with it, though, is they don't, they have all these superstars, right? They call them, you know, they don't even call them wrestlers no more. They call them superstars. And there's only so much time on SmackDown or Raw or NXT to to squeeze everything in. When you add commercials and everything, it's hard to, like, try to get like everybody over like you know it's just they have so many people maybe maybe less is more uh, that's why AEW you know is, is you know it's kind of working you know what I mean so you want AEW to bring in some people from WWE though like the Russos of the world the revival of the world um yeah I feel like you know you know I, I naturally I just think that, that that's gonna happen with at least you know somebody you know, it's a risk you're gonna have to take. I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know they're they're gonna they're gonna get some people. AEW is doing this shit. Storytelling is going so well, bro. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great storytelling. I love what they're doing with MJF and Dustin. You mean uh, Cody? Oh, <laughs> Dustin, fucking Co- Cody and MJF. Yeah. That ten lashes on TV was yeah it was intense the 10 lashing yeah that was crazy that was intense i love mjf on the mic he's only 23 he's a star really yeah. bro he's doing his job just being a hill and fucking people hate him making people hate him says what the fuck he feels too he's not he's real about it he's playing his role but he's playing it well and i like yeah. that a lot every every good guy needs a good bad guy oh man you know and that's uh then we have jericho's doing the best work ever bro I love him. He's not probably the best in the ring I used to be, but he's a vet. He's doing vet things. He's, yeah. He's, yeah, he can, he can still hold his own in there. Every, every once in a while, I could get a little sloppy here and there, but overall, the tired over, his, yeah, his overall match qualities will never be like really below like at least a B minus would be like the, the worst he would have in a match. And the only reason why I love AEW is because of him, dog. Yeah. Kenny in front. I follow Jericho. I'm older now. I've always someone to You know, I love wrestling. Like, wrestling's my thing, bro. Our thing. Yeah. I follow Chris Jericho after his new... Like, when he did New Japan, like, his first couple of New Japan matches, they, that shit was crazy. Yeah. He was so good. He was doing something different. He was establishing himself as a fucking... I could be a hardcore wrestler, too. I could, I could bring the pain. And, and I'm so glad he was able to have that freedom end of doing that. I'm, I'm glad that he ended up making himself a really good relationship with Vince to where he didn't have to get locked into anything. Definitely. You know, because usually Vince will will sometimes, out of spite, like, screw people over, you know, if they leave the company. So the fact that he went to, he had had a stand, even came back for a little bit. And try to get him opportunity yeah, to come back on, like, yo, yeah, I'll do this. And yeah, now I'm leaving, I'm going to get this money. And obviously with UCL, you know, the program is running, it makes sense why he wanted to go that way. He's the because he's a star. He, yeah, he's a star, and he has he. It's it's not corny, 
you know what I mean? He's being he, him. He's got yeah. It's it's full creative. He's his wit. Yeah. Everybody, I'm sure he's taking you know, ideas from everybody else. But they're all, he's on his not even because he's been doing this for over twenty years. Creatively, he's so smart. Yeah, I this, love this is, this is all this is all Jericho. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's that that's what makes him so good. Like WWE will be in good hands. You know, I hate to say it once. Triple, Triple H takes over. And once we just have a change of ideas and styles yeah. and shit. I hope so, man. But then I have faith in WWE forever. Vince is my guy. I think Vince is a genius, too. So we'll see what happens, though. I'm really interested, though, dude. I think um, what Moxley's doing, I'm rooting for Moxley, bro. I'm rooting for Moxley, too. And that, that's another thing. Like, how, how long how long do they want to have Jericho like him? I think keep as long as you can. You don't want a Goldberg run. Come back six months later. No, I'd rather him just ride it out to the wheels fall off. So then he's probably gonna win tomorrow. Then. Yeah, I'm cool with that. You have to establish him. I. This is the way I'm thinking. This is always just the beginning. You have to give it to him for a year. Hold it for a year. Do something completely different with the fuck WWE's been doing. How many times we have a WWE champion? Can you name all WWE champions? I used to be able to when I was a kid. There was a certain amount of guys who were only champions. Yeah. Warrior, Hogan, Brett. Yoko, Diesel, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Mankind, Undertaker, Kane. You should be able to name everybody. But it's been changing hands for so long, dude. Every title is like that. You have to establish them for that. I'm honestly okay with him being champion for a year. As long as I keep getting the shit I'm getting to. This is awesome stuff. You know, I don't think I ever want to see him play the cat, you know, chasing role. You know what I mean? I want Jericho to be on my top of the mouth. Fuck all you guys down there. Yeah. You're welcome. This is because of me, which is people like me who love wrestling. I gave this a chance. I probably would have watched a little bit. It's like an NWA. I kept up for a few weeks. I'm like, oh, okay, now I know it exists. I just keep up with the articles. I'll keep a couple shows. But AEW, I'm invested in. I'm there. I'm watching every episode. I'm breaking down. I'm trying to do notes on it. It makes my it makes me so happy to have an alternative. Yeah, I love it, bro. Like it gets me excited again too. Like yeah. the I like this week they had the fucking other brawl, and just Jim Ross saying, "Oh, not the damn dipping dots <laughs> again." It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's funny to hear him say some crazy shit because they're going off the fly too. Yeah, li- li- listening to Jim Ross is definitely refreshing. All of them because that that's the, that's like your childhood, right? Excalibur. Yeah. And I think he's still bringing that another level too, and I like um like you said Taz Taz and yeah. Jim Ross have chemistry, bro. It's yeah, so cool yeah. to listen to him. Tony Schiavone puts me back to my childhood. I love like I was a WCW guy too. Yeah. I love him, and if you've seen Tony Schiavone's like I always say this, like Schiavone when he started doing the podcast with Conrad. He hated wrestling. If you listen to the first couple episodes, dude, he fucking hated wrestling. He was just trying to pay for his daughter's wedding and shit. And to see the... Like, he didn't know that people still got love for him. You know what I mean? Who? Tony Schiavone. Oh, yeah. So, like, to see that from the first episode to... Like, and I think it was, like, in the middle of the episode. They released hundreds of them. Like, in the middle, he, like, low-key tears up. He's like, damn, I didn't know you guys still loved me. That's why I hated it. Because I didn't think nobody loved me anymore. Yeah. And... They started fucking peeping this game on his podcast. They got a fucking job on national TV. It's crazy. Like, wrestling is a crazy thing, bro. I love it. Like, I don't know. Wrestling is a crazy-ass thing, dude. I can't get enough of it ever. Yeah, I feel like they got something good going with that Edge and Orton thing. 
Uh, obviously, they're gonna they're gonna make that match happen, right? I think, it's gonna be yeah. a match on the card, right? We're not just gonna believe that. Okay, we're riding off edge. Already. This is why so, we give WWE so much credit yeah, too. So, so, the, <laughs> like, so the payoff hopefully would be good. We'll, yeah. have, we'll have to see. They gotta have that one match that makes sense, right? I believe in that. They could do that. Yeah, the storytelling they got going with Gordon these last few weeks it's been it's been cool. I love him. Yeah, it's a vet. He's getting better, and he's not a bad age dealer, bro. You could go into the six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah. If he takes care of himself, and he doesn't do a lot of big bumping either. You know, yeah, because he's going to top rope and shit with high dive. Like, I don't know how fucking um, Pac's going to fucking last all this next fifteen years in style he has. Oh yeah. It's a lot of body, but yeah, definitely, I'm really enjoying Randy Orton Edge. We'll see what Beth Phoenix comes out this week, my guy. Oh yeah, I thought. For some reason, I was thinking that was going to be last week, but obviously, obviously it wasn't because I know there's going to be some sort of payoff there. Orton, um, Orton's probably going to give her like an RKO or something. That'd be cool. Maybe. I like. To, I want to see what he's going to do with Edge. Like, what was the reason for all this shit? Yeah, he still hasn't. Yeah, that's why. That's why they're doing that shit so good because it makes you want to keep tuning in to see. Yeah. You know, like you know. So simple. Exactly. Alistair Black. I want to. Hey, man, they, they're going to ricochet. Huh? That's why I was kind of hoping when that that segment started happening on Raw last week, that they were, that's where they were going to go with AJ versus Alistair Black. I thought that would have been a, a cool feud they could have they could have you know went into. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Triple H doesn't have a card at the main or about a bout on the card. How long has it been? He always has at least something. Yeah, that's crazy, even, huh? Even since he hasn't been wrestling full-time. I think so. that crown jewel match broke out. He's like, yeah, I can't do this shit anymore. So, and that Batista fight, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, see? Yeah, last year was the Batista match. And it's, you know, it looks like he won't... Well, I know I know, he, I know he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's... I think if I keep getting hurt, taking me away from what I love doing, being backstage, yeah. creating... Yeah, he's definitely obviously been more backstage. You know, he doesn't have screen time. He's not doing any of that, which obviously a lot of people are complaining about. So. And Shane O'Mac's gone too. Yeah, throw him off, Stephanie. <sighs> That's why they need. Her, they need. They abused the authority figure rule, my guy. That's why obviously they had to be hearing all that shit because you know you don't have really authority really at all no more. Uh, I don't like that, but who makes the matches? Yeah. They run amok? Who's in order of this chaos? It's chaos right now. You know, that's actually a good question. So is is there... Uh, There's no authority figure rolling anything right now. Oh, William Regal's a GM of NXT. I'm sorry. And it makes sense. He doesn't get in fear of people's shit. It's all business. You want to fight? You have to fight. That's all I want these Stone Cold will do, bro. I think he'll do really well in that role. That's just me, though. I'm really, I think, I really think that Jericho should be champion for more than a year. Before we get back into that, definitely love this Randy Orton Edge um, feud they got going on. Randy Edge's moment at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, good lord, you can't make that up. Yeah. That, that just was, happens. Yeah, that was that was a good moment. Like I feel like that was kind of like rumored to like go on, but like they they kept it they kept it so low key, you know. That they they made it to where it was like still a surprise when it happened. That was awesome. At the Royal Rumble too, you gotta do it right. 
Yeah, I was glad they had like a, a cool moment. I want to see what happens, man. I'm really interested in that belt. And I really, I can't, who else is going to fight? Andrade and fucking Angel Cruz, maybe? That will be a good little... Someone's going to turn face, but with Carrillo, they're going to give a triple threat match now. Four-way with Rey Mysterio. That would be a good bout, I guess. Like the spot fest and shit, and just seeing high flyers and whatnot. But, again, that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting, though. That would be cool. I mean, I feel like, you know, they, they should probably try to, like, tone down on the how long they do the WrestleManias. Because... You know, the, the fans start getting, you know, tired. Fancy, bro. Yeah, when, it, when it's like, they're there for five, six hours now. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's I don't a, think I would enjoy that. You know, that's why sometimes, you know, the card placement could be very important on when you go on now. Because fans start lo- losing patience once it gets past, like, four hours. Like, you're going past four hours, and you're just like... Does it have to be four hours? That's my question, too. They have the kickoff show. And honestly, if you can't make the car, that's on you. We can't get every. I know they get bigger paydays if you're on the WrestleMania card, but. Yeah. Nah, mind you, you get guaranteed contracts. Fuck that. If you're on the card, you're on the card. We don't need a five hour card anymore. We can't. <laughs> if anything, bro, they need the fans as much as they can, my guy. Well, who knows, dude? I'm just, I just don't like that Gobert's fucking fighting for the title again. We just got back two weeks ago with no storyline, just thrown together. Hey, I'm on Bray Wyatt. You're next. For fucking no reason. I when I seen that, I was just like, damn, they're really bringing him, they're really bringing him back again. Like, I know the ratings have been horrible. You know, could continue and, being that way. I don't know if he got booed tonight. I haven't even watched SmackDown, dog. Kind of scared too. Yeah, me either. Can't even get the SmackDown. So, so John Cena got the match with the Fiend. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm cool. With, I, I'm just, I don't know. I like the Fiend, that's why. Like, is Cena going to be there for every SmackDown till Mania? No. No. I don't see him being there every weekend. Big Edge kind of. You see how much money Edge is getting paid for 12 matches a year? Or 12 matches in three years? I didn't. Good money, my guy. Good money. I can't think of the exact figure. I want to say $6 million. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah, good for him. He deserves that shit. Coming back. Damn, he's been gone. Well, he retired, what, like six years ago? Been a minute. Ten years ago, bro. Fuck. Ten years ago, he retired. I was just a ten. He's back, which I'm scared for him, dude. Right, Daniel, like a, that neck injury. Like, like Daniel Bryan too. I get scared for like man. Yeah, both of them. Those injuries are and nothing nice, dude. I can't. It's a old joke. Can't get to, can't get a break. My guy get for another drug test too. Oh, when when they say a wellness policy, like is that a drug test? Essentially, maybe with human growth. Yeah, Weed. Have, they're, yeah, they never really disclose like what it is, but yeah, it's <laughs> obviously something like that. I was fucking burnt that he got suspended again. Oh, he's hurt. Like, Love him on commentary. Yeah. Love he, some old on commentary. I like that. It brought some realness to it. That's all I want. That's all I want. Orange Cassidy, over. 
Oh, dude. That, that character is so freaking funny, dude. He's so unique, huh? Yeah. I love it too, dog. It's hard to, it's hard to hate it. Right, it's like something like you've never seen before. He's, it's like he's gonna have a match this Saturday. Who's he, who's he facing? Fuck. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good luck, but maybe he's gonna shine. Maybe he got some. I'm sure he could work. He has to, right? If they're putting him with a match against Pac, you, you definitely figure obviously he's gotta have something. That'll be fun. Something How, in You're paying the $50 to watch that shit, though? I'm not. I, mean, I don't know yet, man. I don't think I ain't read it, bro. But, but you know how it is with these articles and shit. I'd rather we read the article and just get the highlights of it. I do want to support, though. I do want to watch some of the matches live. No, yeah, I definitely feel you. Like, there's definitely some matches that, you know, that I would like to watch. It, You know, it all. I guess it all kind of just depends on what goes on tomorrow. I know uh, there's boxing tomorrow. Is it Mikey Garcia? Garcia fighting? Vargas, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Speaking of boxing, we're going to dive into that real fast. Wilder Fury last week, dude. Um, I predicted Fury was going to win. That would be a decision, though, to be honest with you. I didn't think he was a man handle my guy. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about the fucking floppy gloves. We're not going to get into none of that shit. To be honest, I'm not going to tell Wilder about his fucking his costume that gave out his legs that he was wearing for an hour straight, I bet. Yeah. I bet he was. You got to think, he put that on before the last bout ended. Don't know. The, I don't know how that finish happened. But he has, I think, he does have it on for a while, but I don't know if that's the reason why you got your ass kicked. My guy Fury is special. Yeah. I've been telling people that too. My guy, he's special. Yeah, I knew his boxing ability was like crazy, but I was just, I just overestimated uh, Wilder's power. He's a good, he's a good, great heavyweight boxer, bro. He has that punch that could change the whole fight. But Fury just has something. If you look at his style, he's so unorthodox. I, I swear I said it. When he beat Klitschko, it's real Ali like. He's gonna go. He's gonna be aggressive. He's gonna use his length. He's gonna jab in one, two, get out the way. He knows whether he's at all times in the ring. He knows how to use every angle. He he he's he's light on his feet. Also, he's good defense. And dude, he's so long. He's six nine. He's Ali. He's a freak. Yeah. He's special. He's beat top competition. He's fucking special. We've been what saying that. that. He's smart. He's a and he, I, you know, he's bounced back from his bullshit. Like he's bounced back, and I respect that. Cause I remember when he was three forty, fucked up. Yeah. On YouTube, like I'm not gonna box no more. My last, he lost his kid and whatnot, you know. So it's like, fuck, dude. I, I think he's. We have a good special boxer in our hands. Hopefully, he could beat Joshua. I think he beats Wilder again too. So, the, so that rematch is pretty much gonna happen. It's gonna happen. He should get that match against Joshua first, though. So I would, I would book it. And if he wins, then he can get Wilder again. Wilder get the heads up with either of them. You deserve it. You're 30, you're what, 43 and 1 with 42 knockouts? Yeah. You deserve that. I'm glad we talked about boxing. I want to talk about this too. Just because you get an L in boxing doesn't mean your career's over. No. Not everybody could be like money made perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that we give the L as overrated in boxing. If you pile, if you if you stockpile a couple of motherfuckers, yeah, your career is over, of course. But if you have one, that doesn't mean it's over, bro. Yeah. Look at all. If you look at Pacquiao's record, he's lost a few bouts. Some of them weren't his fault. But Hoyer's lost a few bouts in his life. Uh, Ali lost. Linston lost. Foreman lost. Tyson lost a few times. A lot towards yeah. the second half. Holyfield loses. Lewis loses, and they bounce back. 
You know what I mean? It's not the end. They're still legends. Like, all these guys we mentioned as legends, look at their fucking loss record. So, Deontay Wilder, like I say, if he's 43-1 and one with 42 knockouts, we can't say, oh, it's done. He's not even a top 10 heavyweight. Yeah. You're fucking crazy. This man's a fucking legend, honestly. Yeah. He's going to be, you know, he's going to the Boxing Hall of Fame. He was a good heavyweight champion. He defended it. He didn't back down from anybody's fucking, anybody's, uh, how, how do I say it? He didn't back down from anybody. Like, he, he was with the funk every fight. Doesn't matter that some of those guys are fucking horrible. Yes, every fight's a horrible opponent. Especially heavyweights, it's not a diamond. It's not diamond dozen like with a well two weights. They're stacked. They have a good opponent every night. Every time he steps in the ring, heavyweights you don't know. So man, Deontay has knocked out some scrubs, but he's been putting a lot of people down, bro. He earns. He has respect in the ring. Yeah. Just because he lost to a fucking special fighter, doesn't mean it's over. Marquez came up after he lost to Floyd. They all had careers after that. Just, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I think people write people off too soon when they get that L. It's like, Mike Garcia, it's over. Like, how? He's still, come on, my guy, how? Yeah, unless they're all spins. He could come back. Yeah. And he could do do his own thing. Like, that's kind of what this world is. That's, what, that's what's wrong with the this generation. You fall off, it's over. We're going to go into the next one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's crazy about this whole social media world, bro. I like Fury, though, so we'll see what happens, man. I think it was a good bout. Knocked them out. I'm happy they do the talent too. You got to take care of your fighter at all times. Only yeah. you know if your fighter's going to get hurt. Like, he's not just, be, oh, we're just fucking fighting. Like, no, he's going to get killed. Honestly, like, if your defense is going to put you in a fucking special fire like that, it could fucking kill you with one punch. Very fucking punches. Every fucking boxer punches hard, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you imagine you get hit in the wrong spot because you couldn't protect yourself. You can't live with that shit, dude. Just like wrestling. Anything that's really with high impact fucking hits like that, you know? Yeah. So, I think it, I think Wilder has a fucking long career ahead of him, bro. But if he retired, I wouldn't be mad at him either. Get your how, money. How, how old is he now? Deontay's like probably, I think he's 30 over 30, bro. Find out right now. Hold on. This one's cool about the internet, too. You could just look shit up. And be like, oh, how old is Deontay Wilder? Deontay Wilder is only 34 years old, good lord. And sometimes that happens. If it is father time, father time is defeated. Can't be mad at that. You had a hell of a fucking run, bro. You gotta, I think people just gotta think of the runs they had. Fury's 31 years old, too. And I think Fury beats Mike Tyson at 31. Is that before 31? I think Fury beats Tyson. Honestly. Tyson was great his early 20s great like special 30s he was kind of stressed out yeah well the thing about the game no more the game didn't fucking matter the game is just how we eat now that's I don't cool. know that's what I think but boxers could bounce back from L's anybody could bounce back from an L in life too shit we all take some L's let the man come back let Fury fucking he's undefeated now get Andy Reese in the mix too I want to see my fat little Mexican heavyweight fighter come out and get that title back. He deserves a rematch too, bro. They all do. It should be fucking Reese versus Wilder next. Winner gets the fucking winner of Joshua and um, Fury. So I would do. But boxing don't think like me. They don't want to make money and shit. Yeah. It's like wrestling don't fuck with us. They don't want to make money, bro. You watched the new um, Birds of Prey movie? 
I did not. Oh, I'm surprised. You're usually on it, my guy. You're usually the movies and shit like me. Dude, so yeah. When it when it comes to movies, dude, I haven't I've I haven't been going like I used to. I could tell you the last one that I've seen was Star Wars. What's you with that? I liked it, but there was also some I don't know. Like it was it was it was okay. Like it was reaching a little bit. Yeah, it was you know. I don't know. It was. It, I still say it's like worse than you know. If you've seen, obviously, you know, the rest of the new ones that came out. Like there, there was some, some cool scenes. I feel like there was like better lightsaber fights and stuff in this particular one, but I don't know. I, I kind of wanted a little more. I just felt like they should have stuck with the sticks. They should have stuck with kept it simple. They could have kept it simple from the beginning. Make Ray something. Let us know in the first one what she is. Second one, maybe get her trained a little bit. Third one, she becomes that fucking Jedi Master. You know what I mean? That's what you gotta keep it simple. She let Palpatine this whole time. Fucking let us know. Cause she was searching for her family anyway the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or Luke should have told her. That's what I felt like Luke should have had a bigger role too, bro. That's just me. But. It was cool, I guess. I don't know. I didn't like the whole Palpatine coming back and fucking Snoke was a nobody. That was the real nobody. My guy was my guy Snoke. Yeah. I was really fucking with that. Yeah. Royce the Five Nine. Did we heard that album yet? I haven't. You gotta check this out. Um, what the hell's it called? Sorry, hold on. It just came up the other day. Bear with me. It is called the Allegory. How you say it? I hope everybody's gonna roast me if I don't say this fucking word right. Let me see, allegory. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking up definitions right now. I don't know what that means. I know what it meant, but how do you say it? Let me see here. Allegory. I was right. Oh man, the allegory. Royce to five nine row. Kinda like a concept album, but it's more of a concept album putting the game on what the industry really is. And he does it beautifully, my guy. There's a crooked eye verse on there that I really loved. It was awesome. Um he produced all of it supposedly. I don't I haven't looked at the haven't looked at the production credits on this album yet. But I will tell you the top five songs are Dope Man, I Don't Age, Newcomer, Thou Shalt, and Trick. Tricks with Crooked Eye, man. Awesome, dude. So you guys all need to check that out, definitely. Droids of 5'9", The Allegory. Shout out to my guy Sleep. My guy Sleep got this song called My Time. Um, with the BTS super group that's coming out. I think it's Japan. Or was it, oh, South Korea. I'm sorry. They're coming out of South Korea. Man, my guy got a hit on his hand. So shout out to Sleep. Um, keep grinding, my guy. That's not... Let me tell you also. That's not something that happened overnight. My guy been grinding since I was like 13. Maybe before he met me, shit, since forever. Doesn't even matter when I met him. He was doing it a long time when I met him. So, shout out to Sleep Man. Let me see what else. What else was on this list, Lodi? How you feeling off this screwdriver, my G? Oh, man, pretty cool after the last, you know, one and a half of those. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, man, I, I, I'm glad you came on, bro. We talked wrestling. We went really deep into the wrestling game, I felt like. 
Yeah, we're definitely talking about it for a while. This is the STS podcast, bro. This is what we do. Yeah. You got to come back on this anytime. Yeah. And we're going to have my guy Art come up next. Um, it's like a back-to-back segment, I guess. I've never really done this in a podcast, but it's episode 40. I wanted to talk about this. We talk about weekend wrestling. My guy Lodi. Think wrestling is a beautiful thing. Got a lot going on in the world right now. Coronavirus. Yeah. Stocks down. Let's try to just kind of get away from all that shit. We know what's going. We aware of what's going on in the world. The, the democratic election. The democratic election. Yeah. Those are funny, huh? Yeah. Those debates are. Fuck. I try my best not to laugh. The last one was really like the, the best one. They just keep. They seem to keep getting better. And they had to choose from somebody that group. We got, you know we got the Lakers obviously. Lakers are number one in the West. Yeah. Rest in peace, my guy Kobe. Gotta do it. Gotta do it for Kobe. <sighs> What a loss, huh? Can't even fathom it still, bro. I can't. Yeah. When I hear, like, I swear I got these, I don't know if you see the magazines I got. I got these magazines and, like, cried. Uh, dude, I, I've saved every Kobe magazine I've ever oh, yeah, got over yeah, the years. Yeah. That post that I put dude, on Instagram. to see R.I.P. is so eerie. Yeah. To see 1978 to 2020, like, what, 2020? This is 2020. Yeah. Kobe's dying. We're like, this is 2020. It was fucking ridiculous, dude. I'm still... Shout out to my Lakers, shout out to Kobe, shout out to the Mamba, man. We still repping for you. This is why we're doing the podcast. We're going to keep consistent, keep driving, keep getting better. This is episode 40. This is going to be the first segment of the podcast. We're going to make this, I don't know how we're going to do this, honestly. We're going on the fly. This is the STS podcast. Ernie C, the Gap to Genius. Hold my guy, Lodi. Lodi, I appreciate you showing up. Yep. First of many, my guy. Yep, appreciate you for having me. All right, y'all, we'll be right back. I want to get my guy Art on here. This is episode 40 of the STS Podcast.